Warzone and Conor McGraw. Yeah. <laughs> 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 back. back with the bang. <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah. Can you tell that Probably our souls are work. all intact? None of us are dying on the inside at all. No. 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 <laughs> I haven't had I haven't had particular but who cares? Um yeah, we're gonna talk about news and the left is probably possibly controversial. I don't know. Um <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> There's no divisive topics in this. There's gonna no. be a fight. No. There's gonna be a fight tonight and you're gonna all hear it. Some of us yeah, are drinking, be... so there might be a fight. <laughs> Yeah, some of us are drinking. Well, some of us are drinking, so it might actually be very mellow. It might actually just yeah. smooth it all over. The Rotten Tomatoes incident wouldn't have happened if we had all just had beers. Um, <laughs> we're we're going to start with uh, announcing which side of the race were that we're going to be. I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and this week, well. this week, uh, back without his um his chaotic other half is uh, our friend Iza. Hey, what's up? <clears throat> hey, I'm my mouth is really hot. <laughs> Who else is here? Come on, somebody, somebody. Uh, Arlen Haro here as usual, um, alive. Uh, just to just point that out, I am here. We're here and not alive. Uh, it, it, it's 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 uh, worried. It's it's Phantom Zone's resident Ent Hunter Davenport. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we forgot where they are. Uh, I'm Eric Fedorchek, and with uh, Iza's earlier comment about the uh, coming race war, I want to be on whichever side Joe Biden decides I'm allowed to be on. <laughs> <laughs> and I have, like, Joe Biden, like, <laughs> quietly enter a stab yourself in the stomach on stage contest and just didn't tell anybody <laughs> about it. Like, <laughs> like I, in in some ways, I I think I kind of understand what he was trying to say but man did he go about it the wrong way like he, Boy. he picked the the wrong venue and the wrong way to say it mm-hmm. like and that's the end of what was that if somebody black said that people still wouldn't respond well so him saying it woo. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 last that's... week we were like hey remember that time that vince dropped the n-word like <laughs> <laughs> what is it rich old white men who are like yeah i can be down with the black folks they, they, they really get excited about trying to be like down with black people old white dudes well it, that and I, does does joe biden not know who Charlemagne jagat is like does he not know oh, no, who I doubt he, it. he definitely is not like like he how did Merrill and like he I, I i know i know he didn't know who the fuck they were before that like, Someone probably did... said, if we have an interview with Charlemagne, and he was like, my God, he's dead. <laughs> he's like, you brought back a man who's been a dead for 1,200 years? Yeah, <laughs> mummy Jack. Uh, I, I brought back the founder of Europe? How did you do this? I drank um, the fluid and what you would use to bring him back. Oh, the mummy fluid, yes. Mummy fluid, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah, the mummy juice. I demand to drink it. <laughs> yeah, that's what caused COVID. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, already a great show. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, um, what's well, yeah, first... we have a bunch of uh, we have a bunch of movie and TV related stuff to talk about, not having to do with politics. Mm-hmm. That's uh, objectively the worst topic to talk about right now. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's fun though. But, um, but in uh, in the 
Fightful news that could maybe come with some like cosmic consequences. Uh, New Mutants has a release date, and I'm wondering if hell has frozen over yet. No, it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. It'll be, it'll be, uh, it'll be delayed again. Hey, listen, yeah. you, you say that, but, like, <laughs> you, you say that, but the Snyder Cut's going to be released also. So. Yeah, yeah, more on that in a little bit. Oh <laughs> boy, I can't wait. I, oh, we're so excited. I just don't know why Disney hasn't been like, all right, here it's on streaming. Like it's like we've we've discussed before. There has to be something that can. No, no, I I heard a long time ago that there was like there was going to be mild MCU connections that were peppered throughout the movie. Yeah, well, that, that's what I was. Well, yeah, get to. They had, yeah, I heard that they had sort of re-edited it and. Here's, stuff. here's the thing i think putting it in theaters now if it doesn't have that shit who fucking cares yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah at this I mean, point I, the desire to see it is just kind of outweighing actually, any other creative decisions around it so my, my, my yeah. view, like there's the excellent movies some of the excellent movies are like some bad but like overall if, if this is the last one just have a nice send-off or something you know yeah i think it's also because like mm-hmm. because it was so fresh uh, in comparison to the the mainline X Men films, people were like, "Yes, please branch off and do something new." It yeah. Got delayed. Yeah. It got yep. delayed, and then it got delayed, and then it got delayed. <laughs> well, some of that I wonder too is it because of the uh, stink of uh, Brian Singer. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, that in Dark Phoenix was so poorly received. Mm-hmm. That probably like this being so far a movement is probably a good thing. My yes. favorite punching bags. Well, here's the thing. I watched like Arlen. You've seen the whole thing. I've watched like yeah. maybe a half hour of that movie, and I watched most mm-hmm. of the ending because I was like, "All right, what's this like? What's this about?" Yeah. Um, I did not hate at all. No, no. Here's the thing. What I saw, I I did watch it. Uh, I, it recently, yeah, yeah. and you know, it's not bad, but mm-hmm. the fact that it's they the worst way to end. Yeah, yeah, the fact that they redid the whole thing and didn't change much. Is not great. Also, like that yeah. that train sequence is like yeah, kind of breathtaking, and the score mm-hmm. is amazing, and some of the yeah, action yeah. is really really cool. The problem is they're fighting people in civilian clothes who just like nebulously yeah. regenerate. I'm like, you're just you're fighting a bunch of people who look like they walked out of an office. I don't give a fuck I, about this. I'll say this. I'll say this. I'd rather watch that than X three. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah there's a lot like, of parts of it that are great. And yeah. Gene's final rampage against whatever the fuck those aliens are is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. But it has um, all the problems that every X-Men movie has. Like all of the yeah, things they, that plague all the other X-Men movies. They're all there. Um, and there, uh, even in the short bit of what I saw, there was some stupid shit like Nightcrawler getting really, 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 really homicidally upset over a man getting killed that he just met. It's like, mm-hmm. no more death! And then he starts like teleport violencing everybody around him. Like... He didn't yeah, do yeah. much in the last one, so they gotta do something. Yeah, yeah. 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 Seemed like timid, like he didn't enjoy being violent. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest, they didn't really do much with any of the extra X Men that they had in the last movie. No, like, and they had no. the coolest ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they did arguably, but you I mean, know. they had a crop of really cool mutants in first class, and they managed to kill the coolest one first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they did. They managed yeah, to kill the one who was. Yeah, they managed to kill the one who was so unkillable that when faced against what was it, Hella, he just became the new god of death because that's yes. how his mutant power works. Yep, and yeah, he's just virtually unkillable. I think, and also like, his ability is like faced against like the Hulk. He doesn't become stronger; he just becomes faster. Yeah, 
Yeah, he like it's, actually, he has he has no control over it. It's entirely situational, which is awesome. Yeah. Well, I actually like, I thought when he fought the Hulk, I and I I'm basing this off of things I barely remember. Um, I thought it was something that like his he made his or his body turned into something that like when the Hulk punched him, he was launched however far away so he could get away but maybe i'm incorrect that's what that. it was yeah it was yeah. some kind of evasive maneuver like he would survive yeah. the punch but be so far away it's not like the hulk and chase him yeah something along hulk those would, lines where like we get he... tired <laughs> hulk, hulk tired hulk no chase <laughs> hulk go sleep sleep stairs <laughs> he takes it a... um he takes part of a building and covers himself with it there's a point to put there's a minute point to put azazel in First class, which is kind of cool, but they didn't like explain any of the connection with. No, him they did. They glossed over the fact that he looks like and has the same powers as Nightcrawler, and they don't talk about it at all. Yeah, the only mention of it afterwards is like there's a moment where Jennifer Lawrence cries looking at his picture, and I guess that was supposed to yeah. indicate something. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he's dead. They, they killed him off screen. You, you know what? You know what would help though if he said anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you mean, if there was any indication that they liked each other, even that they had, yeah. he was yeah. a character, not just a function. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys are asking too much out of a movie that probably where someone at Marvel vs. Capcom is like, "What? That's not a problem. They're just functioning, I mean, all right? Deal with." Here's it. the thing: Lauren Schuler Donner was part of that production, and as we all know, she's the original Sandwich Lady. Um, and she had opinions about <laughs> about how things were supposed to go. Old it's also, and over here, it's also, it's also the woman who has a fetish for men in suits. Uh, that was one of her and, big things when she was working at yeah. USA when the WE was on there. Is that everyone must be in suit all the time? Yeah. Even when they're in the ring working, like maybe an angle, but not really a match. Like people are brawling in these like three piece suits, and like an episode of Raw where Kurt Angle is sweating through layers of clothing because he's supposed to be in a suit at all times i remember this era it's very close to my favorite moment in all of wwe history when Um, mabel gave birth to a hand no no um (laughs) when the the rock rock bottom uh british bulldog and some dog shit (laughs) close uh uh when randy orton uh met stephanie uh with his tongue um Oh, like the one of the most rapey things a company's ever done. Yeah, yeah. They've yeah. done a lot in WWE. Yeah, let's. Of them, so many. Yeah. But that moment in particular, r- r- real classy, r- real classy. Right and it doesn't touch the Katie Vick angle, but you know, no, nothing hey, does. Remember? Hey, remember uh, when? I, I don't know if it was like Michelle McCool or somebody else, but one of the it was a woman who was like blonde. She was like, her gimmick was like she was like someone's manager, kind of like a secretary. Maybe JBL and like the boogeyman bit off her mole that was on her face. That was Jillian <laughs> Hall. What? Jillian <laughs> Hall. Wow. Yeah, I'm talking about her I was, like, confused. I, was like, I was like, wait, did they make this woman wear a fake mole for like fucking months? And they did. They put right. a giant weird Halloween prosthetic on her face for like eight months, then had a guy who can't wrestle. He's all gimmick <laughs> with no front teeth, bit it off, and then she was just fine. There was no scarring. That's a there long was no game wound. right there. That's... Yeah. The boogeyman was like 50 when he was doing that too. That's. <laughs> And it's funny because I remember looking it up one time, and other wrestlers are saying that he's actually creepy behind the scenes. Like he's not just like. That dude's like, fucking crazy. Before we get back to New Mutants, uh, Cordette tells a story about how, like, when he first showed up for his boogeyman stuff, like he had like seventeen extra props that all fell apart the moment he debuted because he couldn't even <laughs> he couldn't get in the ring, and as soon as he tried, everything <laughs> fell off of him. <laughs> 
That was the curse. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, New Mutants. So here's the thing. I wish we had more to say about this fucking movie, but like we've seen what two trailers and some pictures, and that's all we fucking got. Yeah. Uh, you yeah, know, we, we I do like need to though. see the movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, that'd be nice. I I want to see it when it comes out, but I, I don't know. What they have shown, though, I will say, looks great. Um, yeah, I thought it looked smiling mm-hmm. men they've introduced in pictures are mm-hmm. terrifying, and I can't wait mm-hmm. to see those things in motion. Um, well, it's, it looks it's, like the most interesting thing about it. If you notice, those things are covered in a very Russian-looking tattoos, so I think it's yeah. Alanya doing some sort of some sort of spell to fuck with people. Because mm. like the one guy has like what what looks like the Kremlin tattooed on his chest, and he also has the stars above it. And oh, I, I got, do too, though. What's that? I got the Kremlin tattooed on my chest. You all? Oh remember? shit, man, that's you went hard. Oh, well, Damn. we're we're all in the same. Uh, we work in the same block in Chernobyl, so. Oh okay. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, I just, is the fucking best. I just I didn't realize you, I didn't realize you had all the uh, the fealty to the Russian mafia tattoos all over. So okay, good. Yeah, well, there's a lot. There's a lot you don't know about me. Me and Connor, me and Connor in that KGB, KGB days got into some dangerous shit, but we don't talk about. We are we're both locked in. We're both we live in Reactor Four right now. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm in a special sector that doesn't exist. (laughs) You just spend most time thinking about Vigo Mortensen and his huge hog. (laughs) Get out those ears, talker. I, I do not um, work for the Bureau of Control, but go ahead. <laughs> um, but yeah, New Mutants on his police date, of which I don't know because it's not in front of me, but it's August, I think? Yeah, it's like August 28th or something. Uh, no one's going to see it because we won't be over with COVID by then. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, we no. won't. No, this, uh, everything opening up is just going to cause everything okay. to spike okay. again. <laughs> Movie We're theaters going to watch are going to be... New Mutants on... Um... Fortnite, so that'll be yeah. fun. Yeah, I'm going um, for that. The bright, side, the bright side is a uh, hey, if, if we all, if all of us survive, we might yeah. be able to, you know, watch these movies in movie theaters without anyone else around. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> That's true. I mean, oh, you kidding to... me? Movie movie theaters are gonna die a fucking death. All right. Like, uh, oh yeah. No, we yeah, can break dead. in and just fucking steal, yeah. steal a copy. And... It's gonna be like the apocalypse. Bro. They'll they'll all be converted into hobby lobbies. All right. Don't get optimistic. Oh god. Oh, uh, god well, no. no, they'll they'll be converted into warehouses for. hobby to hold all their stolen uh, you know, relics from your Halloween's. You know what? Chopping through the waste with the fucking salt rifles that's, and be like, that's exactly what they'll theater. be. Yes. I mean, or they'll be like closed down theaters around where I live, where you can go and take a motorcycle training course. Um, so yeah, have fun doing that inside of malls and Dude, I can't and wait for that. Near you. Uh, you know, um, like Mad Max, like a Mad Max movie, but it's Arlen, and he's like going through the wasteland as his badass, but he like finds a movie ticket in the floor, and he's like, mm, "No, I don't remember the old way." He dusts it off, and he slowly adhe- like uses some adhesive and puts it into a notebook. <laughs> well, it's unripped, and I just slowly, I slowly start to rip it, and I just think about going back to the movies and being in the theater. I just the sound like, is, like is it spelled correctly? No, it isn't. I'm just I'm just envisioning him making armor out of all the movie tickets he finds. <laughs> That's his fucking his his patch on his shoulder. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's got a bunch of uh, spikes driven through it. Uh so <laughs> uh, using the commemorative popcorn tins as my, <laughs> as, my yeah. as an axe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you repurpose a popcorn machine to a set of armor? Yes, I did. <laughs> um I also reinforced my bike with it. <laughs> this is a hot cheese gun. 
We're gonna make this a comic. Arvin Harris is badass in the wasteland. He's like the most man. Uh, the last, the last the critic alive. I'm gonna fashion the screen game hook. I'm gonna turn that into a weapon. So he just walks around like finding people at campfires and goes like, "You ever heard of a man named Columbo?" <laughs> Let me tell you, kids. <laughs> He's, um, he has two pistols. Cisco and Ebert. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> oh, the the next story I didn't even see it hadn't come across my face until right now. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't know the name of the character. It's somebody from deeper, like I guess Rebels. Hitman. Uh, well, everybody, yeah, everybody's assuming he's this character who takes over or he steals Boba Fett's armor in yeah. old EU canon. Um, it was like an imposter. Yeah, he's and I guess the story arc has uh, real Boba Fett coming back and taking it back. So, yeah, huh. um, yeah. So I'd read right. that. Uh, I'd read that the character that he might be playing is supposed to be the sheriff of some town in the Star Wars mm-hmm. universe. Yeah, so, so. Uh, come back and do your justified giving. That's all you got to yeah, do. Pretty much. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. he, he might just be some like entirely new character that we have no idea about. I can't yeah, wait for yeah. him to be recast. Well, I, I, I think, I think like there's obviously there's a thing with Star Wars right now, especially internally. Like, um, everything coming out of the camp of Star Wars sounds like hysteria, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of it could be bullshit, and even the more unbelievable Listen. things could be true. Um, if you don't, if you don't think that Tim- Timothy Elephant is Snoke, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Snoke. Um, like the Baby. things I'm seeing that maybe have some credibility is that Dave Filoni got a huge motion in, in the creative team. Um, yeah. which is why we see a lot of like Clone Wars characters and stuff like that, and stuff from the expanded canon getting like also promoted into like important stuff oh um, so that's that's why we actually see continuity going on now okay cool. oh, yeah. Got it. it's almost like somebody involved knows what star wars is that's and they care yeah. yeah writing i cannot wait for star wars to finally be good yeah well <laughs> they, they've got to get that force dick of george's out of the way so yeah honestly i think it sounds like Kathleen Kennedy is just kind of being reduced to the point where she may be gone at some point. Um, so yeah, she hired a new. She hired Harvey Weinstein's. Uh, no, former, no. Uh, she, she hired former. Schoolman's getting her own show at some point too. It's Harvey Weinstein's former assistant, who's like a scriptwriter, who's also now headlining her own show, and she's working directly under Kennedy. Apparently, um, Harvey, Harvey Weinstein's former assistant. So where's from? Maybe. <laughs> 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 Just, she, 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 Kathleen Kennedy's like, I don't like Ryan Johnson, and this woman just comes in like, <laughs> be careful because there's an article that will tell you that she loves Ryan Johnson. Um, there's also an article because... that tell you that she called him a man baby, so I don't know what the fuck to believe. Oh. It's it's really confusing. It's uh, it's as if yeah. Russia is running Star Wars and they're in charge of the misinformation Probably. campaign. They might as well. Be. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, the thing with Star Wars also is like, there's talk of that. Who's the new CEO? What the fuck is that guy's name? It's not. It's new Bob, isn't it? There's Bob yeah, and Bob. It's, it's Doug Bob. Bowser. Uh, yeah, Bob. <laughs> Bob yeah. something. But he's he's um he was Bob Iger's like enforcer. Like he was yeah. his, like he I mean, was the guy you send in to clean up messes. 
Um, yeah, apparently, like, I... no disintegration. Undertaker's <laughs> <laughs> music hits, and this guy rolls up. No, I think it's Bob Chopek or something like that. So um, I think that you nailed it. Actually, that's yeah, exactly. Um, apparently, like Chopek and Iger have been working to one. This is all stuff I've read. I can't confirm any, but one get a full like Abrams cut of Rise of Skywalker out on Disney Plus by like 2022. Oh, who um, cares? Um. Uh, and like we'll basically Why? start reassembling like Star Wars canon so it's a little less of a mess and like not be so antagonistic towards its fan base. No, um, <laughs> do new things with Star Wars, make some new characters that are not connected to any of the fucking old shit. Yep. And also, maybe maybe have your characters be characters, not just like Ray. Who are you? I'm Ray. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> on on the JJ cut thing, I don't believe that. I don't believe. That there's another alternate cut no. out there because no. uh, wait, my is understanding is make, that they make the black and Latino characters actually have their own stories. No, <laughs> uh, oh yeah, yeah, no, and character that's... arcs and full, you know, inner lives. Yeah, yeah. I hope no. it has more Babu Frick. That's all I want. <laughs> like <laughs> an actual J. Right <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, what it what major thing is missing is apparently the climax was way different and had guess more involvement from luke skywalker had more of a lightsaber fight i guess right mcdermott was pissed because he got to do more with lightsaber in this one uh apparently daisy really trained for two months for some sequence that kathleen kennedy tossed out the fucking window what a great um, exact yeah, well, yeah you know my understanding is that it was very like rushed the entire production yeah. of this movie and a lot of it just got cut because of time not because of um editorial Quality. it was like we have to film things as we're editing and we have to get this in like at the last minute. Like they were working on the movie up until release. Um, the thing is, I don't care. Like, it, yeah, you know what? Here's the thing. And, and regarding a different cut of a movie we're going to talk about in a little bit, like between the two of them, like I'd take Rise of Skywalker right back and shoot it in the head. I don't care. I haven't even like, bothered to watch either because I don't care. Like uh, I can just forget about Rise of Skywalker. I don't Skywalker. even need to watch yeah. Yeah, yeah, same. Like I, I can just pretend Rise of Skywalker never happened and move yeah. on with my life. So thing is, like, like I even yeah. like com if I compare both movies as they were, like, even Justice League felt even if it, at the total mess it was, it felt like more of a finished product than Rise of Skywalker was because Rise mm -hmm. of Skywalker was like, yeah. here's the thing, it's gone. Move on to the next. I just think people that people that even like yeah. liked uh, Justice League or didn't like it, a lot of them said it was still kind of fun in some ways, even though it wasn't. Yeah. Like, there is, yeah. there is objectively great stuff in the Justice League. Um, the Flash and Cyborg stuff is great. Yeah, there's stuff in it that uh, that has held up somewhat. There's stuff in it that's yeah. good. Also, like Justice League is going to have more bearing on movies that are yet to come out than Rise of Skywalker will. We'll um, get to that. Will it? And yeah, I, I don't know. Rise of Skywalker, like I, it was. I don't care how much extra footage you have apparently for the ending of it. That doesn't make up for every other thing that was in that movie, which was just JJ Abrams on the mm -hmm. uh, behind you in the theater going, Hey, remember that? Hey, remember <laughs> yeah. this? Hey, hey, mm -hmm. hey. Like that's he's, that's he's, what he the was. I mean, hey, listen, hey, we, hey, we just hey. About Rose. Yeah, <laughs> that, hey, that character, that character died. <laughs> I'm kidding, they're alive. Yeah. And, yeah. I, mean, yeah, the, I, hate, yeah, I hate the Asian woman. Don't worry, we didn't give her any lines. And to go back to uh, what you said earlier about uh, about like, like how about we do something with new characters that aren't connected to all the old shit, huh? It's almost like that second movie was actually letting you do that at the end of it. Mm -hmm. 
But you decided just completely mm. fuck that. Then over, you, but so. then you you overreacted to a lots of people yelling about yeah. things, and you're like, "I was do something so utterly safe and risk free that it generates <laughs> no emotional response." Guys. But anyway, but anyway, Timothy Guys. Timothy Olfens could be the Mandalorian. Hunter, Hunter, okay, Hunter, what uh, what are you? Read? The internet told me the last Jedi <laughs> because <laughs> a woman used space magic to fly through space. So right, I don't know. I, that and was I'm, weird for me, but that wasn't that wasn't what ruined it for me. It was just like the writing in general is a lot of the. I don't know. I don't think women that time. Space. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Remember that? Remember that time that Luke Skywalker fell down a gigantic like garbage chute or something like four hundred feet, conveniently mm-hmm. fell down a tiny hole and then rolled down another shaft and fell through that thing and snapped his leg on a weather pane or something and died horribly. Wait, that didn't happen. He was fine the whole time. Mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. No, but Carter, women women don't belong in space. I don't know. I don't know what's right. Right. <laughs> and, and young boys who haven't been trained can't use the force. That's it's not how the yeah. force only works. men. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not all men can use the force. <laughs> should be like a uh, quarter crew. There should be a quarter. Needs to be a quarter crew edit of Luke falling through the city, and when he hits that fucking like whatever it is that antenna, his legs just pop off, and he just falls to his death. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, anyways, on the Mandalorian, um, whatever whatever Olafon is doing, he fits the tone of what the show is, just based yes. off of everything else he's ever done. Yes. He's a great fit. I don't see any problem with this. Um, I mean, so yeah, all that rules. I don't see like yeah. any any yeah. version of this that doesn't work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I don't, uh, I don't care who he's playing. He's gonna be good. Yeah, also, more Mandalorian so fast is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that show. Yeah. So like, I saw. Have you guys seen how they film that show? Um, I've been watching. I've, the I've heard they used instead of green screen, they use like actual like images of the. Yeah, but it's it's like a four dimensional yeah. projection that if you yeah. just stand against it, it if you take a picture of it, it's seamless. And like I didn't mm-hmm. know that when I was watching the show. And for some, like I'm like, oh, they're in a cave. They're not. They're never in a fucking cave. But I can't tell the fucking difference. And that's got to save so much time on flying around, being on location, CGI, yeah. blah 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 blah. Like no wonder they got that show like uh, season mm-hmm. two out so fast because like you don't have to go anywhere. And it allows for consistency between what you're seeing CGI and in person, I guess. Um, and the you, and it and it, you, there's no lighting involved because the natural mm-hmm. lighting fixes everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fucking like, I wild. Feel like, uh, I feel like this is what Alec Guinness would have enjoyed instead of the like he you know he hated the original Star Wars. Part of filming was probably annoying with all the fake like green screen or whatever the fuck they used back in those days. The 70s, but yeah. I'm also I'm sure like people who filmed the prequels were like, why couldn't we have that fucking thing? Because like, yeah, at least you can see it and have like some kind of emotional connection to it. You're like, I right. that's a rock. I can tell you what it is. I can tell Ooh. you the texture of it. It's like in is just very mad, just very. It's because I needed to have Obi Wan's good friend who runs a space diner show up, and the only way to realistically do that. <laughs> <laughs> that okay. Here's the thing. Before we move on, like I'm sitting there the first time watching episode two. The moment my eyes graced that fucking space diner, I was like, "This is it. This these are this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen Star mm-hmm. Wars do." And like, I just slumped in my fucking chair. And the movie went on for two more fucking hours, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Just fucking shoot me!" Like, <laughs> it's weird because the 1950s diner is probably the high point of that movie for me. <laughs> you know, that's it, so weird. You know, it's a weird it peaks, and then it's oh, sorry. Yeah, um, that was it. <laughs> just... 
I was gonna say the really, really specific thing that bothered me about Star Wars in general is that um, a lot they don't have like a lot of characters and might be like a side character in the movie, but like mm-hmm. it's supposedly some kind of like. Okay, so like in the bounty hunter game, right? There's a character Zamazel who's like she's kind of cool. She helps you. She's like a bounty hunter. She's a sniper, and um, yeah. apparently she's an alien that can shapeshift. We only see her as a human woman, and then in mm-hmm. the movie, you only see her as a human woman until she dies. And like that's the only time she shapeshifts is when she's like, I mean, like <laughs> oh, oh, that... her original form is when she dies, and that's it. I think characters yeah. in the movies that are like a big deal outside of like the movies are seemingly always criminally underused and die embarrassingly in every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like a T one thousand. Just, yeah. <laughs> just also has the most roundabout way of trying to assassinate Padme. And it's like I'm gonna get a robot to hide outside her window and it will open the window and fire a centipede at her while yeah. she's sleeping. <laughs> This is the universe where they have laser swords and fucking like all kinds of crazy just technology. Fucking, fucking blow yeah. her up. Just right, right, craziest yeah. thing about that is like, uh, uh, I think it's J- Jango Fett, right? Where she hires Jango Fett and then Jango Fett gets a droid to do it for him. He would, like, attack her when she's, like, leaving the fucking building or something. A, a bounty hunter yeah. hires a bounty hunter who then gets a droid to get an insect to crawl through a window <laughs> to kill yeah. a senator. And, well, and see, like, that's, that's what you call subcontracting. <laughs> yes. Also, outsourced. He outsourced it to the bugs. The only exactly. reason the previous plan worked or didn't work of blowing her up is because there was a double. That's the only yeah. reason blowing her up wasn't... They could have done a... it again. Yeah. Just do it. Right. Man, we... I mean, she wasn't in the spacecraft. Fuck it. Whenever he was explosive why, ever why again. Did, why didn't anybody track them down when they were fucking playing on sand and like Naboo or whatever the fuck? <laughs> that was a bit. I hate. Uh, I hate. Blast my course. ass off if like fucking hire the Gungans to kill her. It's really easy. I don't. Want... I would laugh my ass off like in the middle of that scene, like they're gallivanting on the fucking like the the meadow and like three ships come across and just photon torpedo the tube into dust. Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I would like it if those giant tick-looking things just, like, ran down on him. They were just, like... Mm. Just, just bawled <laughs> Anakin to death. That's the chosen one died. Squished beneath a giant, fat yeah. mammal. <laughs> it's, it's George Lucas. I'm gonna squash you like a bug. <laughs> Have you guys seen that? No, <laughs> what is that? Somebody, somebody says something. It's like an interview with George Lucas or something. Somebody kind of says something, like, slightly jokingly. Oh, something, someone like, flexes... Oh, but yeah. yeah, someone flexes on George at like a premiere, and George, without emotion, looks over and goes, "I'll swash you like a bug." World guy. Can't remember what it's in like in relation to, but like, yeah, George is like, murder you. <laughs> that's a, that's my goal in life is to get George Lucas to threaten me one time. That'd be the funniest <laughs> shit. Ever. I want to know. I want to the content. I would love in the context of that one picture where it looks like George Lucas is coming out of the Speed Force towards J.J. Abrams. Just like, like uh, he's up in his all the way up in Abrams' face, and Abrams yeah. is very clearly caught off guard. And like, I, I want to know what's going on there. That's the most well, meme because like he's like, it was well, me. Right? I'm your soul right now. George Lucas is secretly like a super petty bitch because you guys all know mm-hmm. about like him, uh, him getting shut down for opening a what studio area around his house. So he so, turned the entire area into low income housing. Yes, and I love it. What? I love, That's I love so it so much. Yeah, let's be make fun of him. He's not. Yeah, yeah, no, he really I mean, he's, he um he tried to open a studio, open a studio on his property or by his property. He wanted to. 
and he got um, down for it. And like, I guess like the, what was it like the HOA or something like that? Like through a fit? I don't even know if it was an HOA. I think it was just enough people in the area, like freaked out about him wanting to do something like that and worrying about the noise. And yeah. So yeah. then he sold the prop, like, I guess whatever, like the property is going to build it on to a low income housing company. And then the people around yes. him got even more angry. Yeah. <laughs> but, poor folks. Yep. Yeah, come live, come live here. It'll be great. You're gonna let the, you're gonna let the pores in. I'm just, I'm just, I'm envisioning a bunch of, I'm envisioning a bunch of like overly tanned like white women just clasping their hands to their chests when they see like like every every woman from uh, Edward Scissorhands is like on his front yard. (laughs) How dare you? Yes. Yes. All right, do we move on to the next story? Um, I also don't know what this is, so take it away. Um, uh, any of yeah. you familiar with this book? I am, but I didn't know. This is the one Stephen King book I have no idea anything about. What was one? A revival? Yeah, it's one I, I hadn't heard about either. It um, is It is possibly the most mean-spirited Stephen King book I've read in a while, and yeah? this is one that oh. he wrote later. I mean, you, you have to get to the ending to get to the mean-spirited stuff, but holy shit like it I don't is know. i don't yeah. know man i think i think when he wrote precious that was pretty mean he wrote push okay precious is the movie yeah well, yeah he was sapphire That's a good, good name. <laughs> it was one of his pseudonyms um no it's it's the whole idea is that uh it's there's a uh a, preacher who this guy meets when he's younger who is using electricity to cure people of things and talking about how electricity is the one holy and true thing in the world this guy later on grows up he becomes a drug addict and runs into this preacher again who cures him of his addiction but then things happen that uh all the things that he's been curing have a price and uh Yeah, I mean, does anybody care if I spoil the very end of the book? I don't. I don't care. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. So the very end of the book, uh, the main character ends up seeing what's on the other side when you die. And it's these giant Lovecraftian ant creatures that are just harvesting all of these screaming human beings. Holy And that is, I mean, it goes a little bit further after that, but that is what he saw on the other side. And that is what is awaiting everyone after death. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Explain that again. <laughs> um, however, this guy ends up seeing the other side. He, I think he's close to death or something like that. There are giant Lovecraftian-like ant creatures that are harvesting human beings and like basically... What's that? Like uh, well, yeah, I mean, wherever, yeah, wherever their souls are, whatever, whatever happens to these people after right. death. But that yeah. is what is awaiting everyone. There's no heaven. There's no hell. There's um, just this eternal torture. So what does electricity have to be connected with that? Is electricity uh, it's it's the electricity is is somehow a power that he's harnessing that mm-hmm. isn't actually what he thinks it is, and mm-hmm. it it ends up basically everybody who he cured or solved problems for they ended up dying horribly or ended up murdering people on their way out. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's really mean spirited, and I loved it. It was great. Yeah, the kind of crazy part is that like, actually happens when you die. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends. Depends if you if you taste a Nutella, then you go to another place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A land but of only fucking, is the only, fucking um, the Broodwitch episode from Aqua Teen? Like <laughs> only only real Nutella. You can't actually have any of that fake yeah. stuff. You can't have the oldie yeah. brand Nutella. It's fake Nutella. 
Yes, there is. It's just hazelnut spread. Like that's mm. yeah. No one, no one should have the audacity. <laughs> hey one man, person if it's, should be making the Nutella. If it's a choice between paying like five dollars or like a dollar ninety nine, I'm gonna dollar ninety nine version. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so all that sounds like a promising uh, choice for Flanagan. Mm-hmm. It all, it all, it all fits his aesthetic. That I'm... end bit might be something he might cut out. I can. I can oh God, him. I hope not. Like that's no, the big I hope reveal. Not as well, but that's having the having having taken the dive and like S today, that sounds right up my fucking alley. Especially with everything I read and saw today. Um, that sounds super interesting. About it, yeah. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. honestly it's a pretty quick read too, so it's worth checking out if if any of you feel like reading novel. Um, <laughs> revival. Yeah, revival. Yep. Well, um, speaking of super interesting things that are possibly a little bit confusing but altogether fascinating, there's a second tenant trailer. Ten tenant. Yeah. Tenant trailer out. in a building. And here's the thing, like. This gave me such Inception vibes. Yes, it'd be yeah. funny. It even the trailer even ends on a similar quip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. the Inception trailer ended with like um, it was like so you Come steal stuff. You. Well, not exactly. Or yeah, like you must dream a little bigger, darling. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I, I have... crash a plane. He's like nothing here. That's dramatic. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> kind <laughs> of a greatest <laughs> hit. This trailer. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I'm in it. I'm in for it. Like, I'm, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, here's the thing. Yeah. My, like, Nolan's, um, exception and, like, his, his idea of sci-fi is so interesting mm-hmm. because it's not, like, big and giant and, like, really complicated. It's really simple. Subtle. Very mm-hmm. subtle. Like, like, Inception has this, like, introduced concept. Like, we can plug you into a device and you can enter a dream. You can have full control over it. And, like, yeah. the, like, there's no, like, Giant bed or fucking animus. It's like a suitcase with a couple buttons you just plug into your fucking wrist. Like they don't even spend yeah, any time yeah. showing that thing looks like. Yeah, they don't need to explain just, it. It's more not about why it works. It's more about like the, yeah. the fact that you. Yeah, I, I like that no one takes sci-fi and uses it like interesting things with like a filmmaking. Like yeah, yeah. stuff like in Inception when like Gordon Levitt is still can't explain the never-ending staircase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Joseph Gordon tricks that guy up a staircase and pushes him down. I'm like, I don't know what just happened, but I love it. The dream. Yeah. <laughs> dream yeah, it's it, Tenet. Yeah. Like the thing I'm really excited about too is that uh, I'm. Isn't that Denzel Washington's kid playing the main yes, character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, I want to see him in more stuff because he's in Black Lives Matter. You ever seen that? Yeah, yeah. I saw that. That yeah. movie's great. Like that was that was the first uh, Spike Lee movie I've yeah. seen in a while that I really liked. But um, yeah. Like I think he he seems to fit the role of like a smart action hero just from um, what i can I like, see in tenet i like that it's a spy movie but it's not like it's original it's not like really based on anything that mm-hmm. i know of yeah it's yeah like, yeah well inception was a different. heist movie yeah um yeah. like uh it's one kind of applies like spy or war or like you know uh heist stuff to like a lot of stuff he does um but, uh oh pattinson like i'm mm-hmm. really excited to see him in this movie like need a blockbuster yeah Pattinson in it as a leading man for people to get over the fact that he was in fucking twilight this is cool because he's playing kind of like a, a kind of a, a funny like sarcastic kind yeah. of james bond type in a way mm-hmm. yeah that, yeah like well they got a real crockett vibe from what i can tell so that's, uh, that's cool i have no yeah. idea what's going on in this movie <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's... and shit's weird 
yeah, and something time, time travel, something. Yeah, well, it's, it's like it's like time and it's like time inversion, or basically you can like yeah, yeah. Can you can, can manipulate the flow of time backwards moment mm -hmm. to Why moment? Yeah. In a way, yeah. yeah, you can catch a bullet after you. Yeah, I, it's it. it's yeah. kind of inconceivable to explain, like, because you can fire a bullet, but then just you know have it come right back to you. It's like you're, you're not shooting, like but you're catching it. You're going to a point where certain things, bad things happen, and you're stopping them from happening by kind of like not doing that. You're not really yeah. rewinding, but you're more like reversing certain it's a, it's a, of... Yeah, it's a quick undo, essentially, is what it seems yeah. like. Yeah, so it's kind of yeah. like yeah. like uh, also, also, the stuff they show the trailer looks, looks exciting as fuck. We see like the dude running in the fucking like the concert hall, like military looking guy, and like mm -hmm. urgency. Yeah, and all this, like, I love the way no one films action sequences. Always yeah. like the Dark Knight Rises may be problematic from a storytelling perspective, but that movie's a fucking spectacle. Um, like the, and Dark, the, the Dark Knight movies, that trilogy, like yeah. they're not the best Batman movies, but they're just good movies, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um I still well, I think there's other pacing and stuff like that. Yeah. Like in yeah, just hmm. like cause the end when he had cause sure he said like I want an army of police officers to fight an army of yeah. you know terrorists and thugs. Someone's like, all right, cool, we'll get some CG. And he said, No. We'll get people, put them on yeah, the street, yeah. and film it for real, and we'll have like two hundred people just smashing into yeah. each other. Well, that's um, like story wise and comic book wise about those movies, where it's like, damn, they didn't embrace like the detective stuff as much, but it's still, I like those just as movies. They're really pretty decent watches. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the uh, that's the thing. Speaking about that scene where they're in the military gear and there's something going on in like a concert hall or whatever. Yeah, I, like, like, I want to see what the fuck that is. Like, well, yeah. yeah, I I was trying to figure out what was going on with all the people because they all looked like they're either dead or passed out. I'm not sure mm -hmm. which. So it's I'm curious yeah. what's going on. Like it's, it's it. Like maybe, I mean, that's. Hmm? It's like maybe there's like some people can like the bad guys and the good guys can control the time and they're like breathing everything. I don't know. Like it's yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm in for it, whatever it is, wherever it shows up. Even though I think he's going to yeah. lose this fight about getting it released in theaters, like it's it's yeah. uh, uh, and July. that's like and, the, and like I know I know like some people like some fronts who are just wrong. Like uh, AMC is wrong uh, right now. Yeah, they're thing with Universal. They are objectively wrong. And like mm -hmm. thing is, and real quick about that, if you're an industry who's hurting for business right now, the last thing you should be doing is telling major companies not going to show their movies which is a yeah. loss for asses and seats and a loss of concession sales that's yeah. your fault and that's a fight you're going to lose anyway, yeah. you're telling um, the people who have fast and the furious that you're not going to show their movies you're, yeah that's it's yeah. i have i worked at a theater yeah. who boycotted sony and it didn't pan out for them at all mm, Shocking. Um, yeah. but, say, um, hey we're not gonna do it well now. in the we're long run it kind of paid out then... but... um well they, they boycotted they boycotted super bad like came oh, out and what was, was explosive, and then my th the theater chain I was working for was like that was fucking stupid. Um, yeah. uh, but that company's all over. Um, <laughs> um, but this like no one makes movies that are designed to be shown in theaters. Yeah, yeah, I'm, especially IMAX theaters. Um, so and like this is I I still maintain there are movies that should be seen first in theaters, and there are movies yeah. that you can totally watch at home. Um, right. like like comedies. You need to see a comedy in theaters. You never need to see a comedy in theaters. No. <laughs> For the most part, yeah. Yeah. If you're gonna it's see it in good. theaters, it should be with a big crowd. The theater should be full. Otherwise, um, I don't see the point. I don't think you need to see a drama in theaters, like you know, uh most of the time, but like it like, depends. Like 
if you 19- want to pay attention to the movie and not your phone, you need to watch yeah. Promise Theater. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, what I found. Like, but like um, this 1917, like Avengers movies, big giant yeah. temple blockbuster releases should be released in theaters because like mm-hmm. the the social setting, the sound system, the, the yeah. you know the screen, it it all adds to it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to see this get dropped on on demand services. Can, can like, I kind of personal just personal opinion? Um, I like yeah. a lot of Christopher Nolan movies, like Dunkirk. You know, I did fall asleep in that. I gotta watch it again because I own it. But mm-hmm. um, I feel like his movies are well made for theaters, but I kind of don't enjoy watching them in theaters because it's like they're long and it's like you might have to pee and it's just like you don't want to miss anything and it's just like a lot of yeah. booming sounds. Like I just want to like watch that at home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I totally That's get fair. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'd I'd side note on uh, how theaters are adapting. We have a a theater that's in a town that's like twenty minutes away from me, and the way they're trying to make money is they're actually going to be doing drive-in movies. Like they went down to Maryland and actually bought a, a huge screen. I mean, mind you, that the movies they're showing, like the they had three that they announced, and it was like Minions, Jurassic World, and Rise of Skywalker. So that was a big nope oh, for yeah, me. My three favorite films. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, it's, like I'm, it's like I'm watching Minions. You know, I don't, I don't think they're going to show fucking Sallow and have it followed up by a Serbian tale. So, right, it, yeah. It's, yeah. But it's just kind of like, okay, I, I, I applaud your attempt at making money and remaining relevant, but it's just like, oh, guys, come on, come on. I don't know that, and it's not the same as a real drive-in theater. Not that I've ever <laughs> been to one, but having a giant inflatable screen isn't quite the same. Right. You said a Serbian film, and all I can think of is Isa's post from earlier. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's why I, I said it. I haven't watched it, and then after that, I got curious. Like, okay, I want to nope. look up what this is. About. No, you should, ne- oh, you should, should never be that I curious. I regret it. I regret yeah, it. I, I've never seen it. I've only looked up what the movie's about. I was like, what kind of sick fan fiction is this? Like, yeah. who likes this? Like, there, there are four movies that have come out in the last decade and a half that I have said no outright to and it is a serbian film and all three humans yeah yeah yeah, yeah i can't like, i don't i don't need it and like i enjoy shock cinema i don't enjoy socks shock cinema that effort it and on the shock isn't yeah. particularly concerned with like good story or d- doing anything that's like I would describe mm-hmm. this like I don't, want, I don't want it to be classy, but like at some point you're overindulging in the shock. Summer's kind of shocking, but this summer has a good story and good like acting and good like. Yeah, like, you, you know what I mean. You want it to have structure and shock. Yeah. You don't. You don't want it to be lacking one. Yeah, like summer's yeah. summer not just about the shocking images. It's like it's it takes you there and there's a journey and there's like interesting visuals and like good acting and you know. Mm-hmm. Harry Astor also has mastered the art of making you so physically uncomfortable during a scene where people are just talking. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm okay with him having a sequence where an old man jumps off a cliff and shatters his face in a rock and then has to be euthanized <laughs> with a giant hammer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is like... Yeah. The lady with the face, he, he did it wrong. He landed on his leg like a dumbass. Anyways. Yeah. Um, I saw how they yeah, filmed that, and it is gnarly. They apparently used a, a a head that will collapse and then reassemble with, like, a couple, like, some bits of machinery and some inflation so they could do that oh, shot shit. over and over again and not have to use several prosthetics heads over again. That's Damn. insane. That's awesome. Yeah, a real guy. I need that. <laughs> no, <it's old> men. <laughs> several, <laughs> several old men were thrown off cliffs. <laughs> we had five real Swedish men who were to die for We killed them all. We killed yeah. them all with this giant Donkey Kong hammer. 
Oh my god. King the DD hammer. I need, I need a edit of this movie that has the, don- the Donkey Kong like <laughs> I need that. As soon as I jump off the jump, the, the hammer theme starts playing. You're so oh good. My god. God I need to, I think I think I can do that tonight, really. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, well fuck. Mm. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Gonna... No, no, no. I I was gonna, I was gonna say, trans- um, we were talking about um kind of wait, we were talking about Christopher Nolan. I'm kinda of, the beer's kicking in, so I can't mm-hmm. hold on. So it's only Christopher Nolan and um John David Washington. So can we transition to like, you know, yeah, he was in Black Klansman, directed by Spike Lee. Can we talk about The Five Bloods? Because that looks like a good trailer. Like, oh, shit. I forgot that was coming out. Have you guys seen the trailer? Yes. Yeah, that's that, amazing. Spike, Spike Lee Netflix movie about um these like four black soldiers that were in Vietnam. And like there was five leaders. actually. But um, I remember well, yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. I saw I Bozeman think, uh, and Tyler, the Spike Lee and I didn't really feel the need to watch oh, the trailer. Oh, I have. I did see this trailer. Yeah. <clears throat> it looks yeah. fucking cool. Like it looks yes. interesting. Yeah, I I really like the uh, just from what you can tell from the trailer, just seeing like it looks like he's filming it completely different for when it's taking place in modern times too. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, that movie looks crazy. A good Spike Lee movie. (laughs) Well, and I'm I'm kind of shocked that it's it's coming to Netflix. Like I I didn't think he was really somebody who is a big fan of putting his films out. Like he probably wasn't, but I feel like he's probably like, hey, look, coronavirus. Yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna like make people die to go see my movie. Yeah, he's <laughs> probably. I think he's more socially adaptable. Than and yeah, yeah. Who is like, yeah, who is like he wouldn't want people to fucking. He wouldn't want people to fucking go like risk a virus. NBA two K. No one is. Yeah. Owen yeah, is far more of like an artiste, so he's gonna throw more of a fit about it. Well, he's mm-hmm. he's been rallying against digital for the longest time, but yeah, no, it's the uh, yeah that new Spike Lee movie. I. Thank you for reminding me because that that looks great and I'm super excited yeah. for it because it's, it's it's got a whole bunch of people I really like in it too. So. Delroy Lindo, um, fucking the guy who played Clay Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of good actors in there. I can't remember all their names. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, I see Bozeman. And, I, I'm seeing him in anything at this point, honestly. For me, and yeah. when when Spike Lee is like not trying to, I don't know, satisfy his artiste side too much. Like mm-hmm. when he can temper that down a little bit and mm-hmm. tell a really good story and yeah. and still have those little bits that he likes to put in. I yeah. I love it. Like I'm so in for it. Can, it's just can I, mm-hmm. can I just say because like the Inside Man was a really good Spike mm-hmm. movie and I didn't even know it was the first. And, um, yeah, that movie's great. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. Like it's like, like just, the worst hmm? thing I've seen him do is the Old Boy remake. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, I haven't watched that. I heard that was not great, but I, I also, I've wanted to check out the uh, one movie that he remade. It's, uh, it's that vampire film. I can't uh, remember the one? name of it. Um, it shit. Was it's, the right one in or something? No, no, no. It's a. Uh, it's that was from Reeves. a. It's a seventies vampire film, but it's a. Uh, oh God! By the Sacred Blood of Jesus, I think is the name of it. I Something like that. I, yeah. Tom, I never heard of this. Never... Yeah, let me let me look it up. You guys go ahead. You can uh, jump into the next thing. I think that will. Before we do, I need to finish this bottle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's going around tonight. Um, so yeah. Uh, okay, oh, that's not. I had two coronas. I'm not scared of a beer that happens to be named, like the same name as the disease. I'm not idiot. Finishing a six pack of. <laughs> Finishing a sticks pack of Strongbow, so I don't drink anymore. It's, uh, real quick, the, the name of the movie is De Sweet Blooded Jesus. 
Okay, I and, have not seen that. Yeah, it's it's something I heard about a while ago. And I was super curious. Uh, it's like it's somewhat of a smaller budget for him. It's one point four million. It's got Remy Malik in it, and uh, who else? Frank. Yeah. Okay, so as yeah. we're as we're attempting to transition, I'm hoping that my microphone picks up the audible sound of me opening another bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, we have hell freezing over. Uh huh. Happened. So, and the Snyder, the Snyder cut is coming to HBO Plus. Smack? Mm-hmm. The fuck is it? Yeah. HBO <laughs> Plus. H- um, HBO minus. HBO bingo. HBO, HBO Prime. HBO. Um, HBO. Plus. Um, fucking Zack Snyder cut of Justice League is coming to HBO Max. In so that means so that means for me, Silent Hills is coming back, right? Like that that's next that's the next thing. <laughs> I'm all with the fuck down, okay? Um come on. And it, Flash movies. will be released in either uh three parts, a four and a half hour cut, um, mm-hmm. or released as these kind of yes. as an episodic content, which I kind of I really want it to be episodic. That would be really interesting. Um, um you know what? You know what's funny? I have not actually watched Justice League. I've just heard about it and saw clips, but I want to only watch the the Snyder cut just to see. Just to see like, honestly, if that's funny. here's the thing, if that would be your first experience with it, I feel like that's kind of the more interesting way to go about it because yeah, you're gonna see you will see that without the that's the stink. The movie that came out in theaters, and like your experience is going to be unlike anybody, like probably unlike yeah. a lot of other people's. Um, yeah, because I've only seen a few clips of the the movie, but I haven't really like sat through it, so. Don't know. Um, like here, and a lot of us, I'm pretty sure all of us were a lot softer on the movie when it initially came out, and we all eventually soured on it afterwards. Can I tell you, because I, when I saw the trailer, I was like, "Holy shit, this Justice movie looks kind of cool, and it might be good." I was, I, I was, it. I think because BVS was what it was. Then mm-hmm. Justice League came out and we're like, "Oh, this is a massive improvement over that absolute shit bomb." I was excited also. I was like, "Oh shit, this movie's gonna be good." Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, well, that a lot happened though. So there were those press reports about a year before the movie came out that said that the movie looked promising. Um, Wonder Woman happened, and at the time, everybody loved Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was like a wave of positivity going into that movie and it didn't look like Lucy was going to come out of nowhere and take the football away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Then the fucking, um, yeah. But then the fucking reshoots happened and like Whedon came in and changed the tone of the movie entirely, but didn't change the tone of the movie enough to the point where it felt like on tone, the movie is very two toned and has stuff that is, comedic but not funny at all in the slightest like oh. we we're once again subjected to whedon's obsession yeah. with people falling into people's breasts like right. fucking <laughs> nine-year-old <laughs> child that's just not funny Stop so it. Which later, later becomes very revealing as to what type of person he is yeah, yeah. so on, on that note and this is not me defending whedon but it's just pointing this out the movie was three hours up until uh two months before the movie was out um or th- yeah, three hours, and it became two hours. Got all so, the I wouldn't, so I wouldn't be surprised if that three-hour cut was much more of a, a balance between both directors. Um, yeah. Because that's what we were hearing. We were hearing that it felt sort of like a half and half, like one person took over halfway through, um, and then they cut it. 
uh, by large amounts because, uh, as we all know, the WB execs at the time were leaving and getting bonuses before handing the reins over to the people of AT&T. Um, important information that everybody needs to remember. <laughs> Yes, because the movie because, because the movie's timeline of release was bumped up because if they if it didn't come out at a certain time these people wouldn't get their bonuses correct they would be no longer in the company and yeah. AT&T <laughs> would be getting some or their bonuses I think would just be smaller if they didn't put their last movie out by the time you think they, you think they got their joker but, watching uh, as a bonus <laughs> um so, yeah so then you have this this Frankenstein of a movie that is like times compelling and joyful mm-hmm. and at other times confusing and just like yeah. other times it's fucking Steppenwolf. <laughs> and not the, movie, <laughs> not the movie anybody involved in it wanted to make. That's something that needs to be pointed out. And that's why and that's I personally what I think is the biggest tragedy about this, which is why I personally am excited for this, because it wasn't just Zack Snyder's vision that got fucked here. Everybody involved yeah. in the cast the writer and the director all had an idea of what this is going to be, and they were all very optimistic about it, and Warner Brothers is like, no, you can't fucking do that. Like, even Ben mm-hmm. Affleck, who is the extra child for depressed actor for this, like, fucking universe, who is like, yeah. it makes me so sad, I don't want to be in it anymore, is rallying for this cut to happen, because he's like, no, that's what I signed on for. That's yeah, what yeah. I wanted to do. Fair. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I don't... And, and this is news has come out, it's been fucking... It has been a volcanic eruption of hot takes outside of this particular group who I've listened to, you know, long, elaborate, you know, reasoning as to why it makes them upset or makes it, you know, makes them excited. Um, personally, the rest of you who have vocalized negative opinions of this, jump into the aforementioned volcano and fuck yourself to death. I don't care about your negative opinions on this fucking movie, especially when you're spouting off bullshit. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is not going to galvanize a bunch of shitty ass fans. First of all, shitty ass fans don't have much power. When's that remake of Last Jedi coming out? Never. That's what I thought. Um, so my whole thing with this is, uh, I don't know how much better they can make it, honestly. Because like the thing, and I thought about this today because I knew this was going to come up because we the one of the conversation topics has been like nothing can save this movie from being better than it was. But how are you? Here's maybe, here's a question. Maybe, here's a question. Hold on. There's two ways to watch Batman versus Superman. One is under duress and at gunpoint. Two is the extended cut. Right. Ever that. watch the theatrical version? God, don't mm-hmm. watch the theatrical version. Monster of a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the extended uh, cut fixes half so many of it is problems. Still bad, <laughs> That's yes. my problem with. Yes. Here's my problem with that argument. Half of it is still awful. It's yes. just that I now they're totally, an hour I and a totally half agree. However, um, the director's cut makes it a better film. It doesn't make it, it a yeah. great film. It makes it a better film. It, it makes it a movie I'm less angry at. Yes, I agree with that. 100%. And if, and if this of, is ultimately... Ex- that's that's mm. fine. You should never go watch the actual cut. Um, this, mm-hmm. the, the ultimate result of this is like, that's better. I'm fine with it. Even if it's not good. Okay yeah, with it. Sure. I'm also okay with Zack Snyder being allowed to finish what he fucking started. Yeah. I like I mean, the guy. I don't think he's problematic at all. No. My big thing with all of these Zack Snyder films goes back to 
he does not understand the tone of the characters he's trying to portray. That is screen. something I can agree with because that one he's that that one tantrum where he's like, Batman kills people. Are you all insane? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, world. I'm like, like, no, only, a, only in the, only the movies does he because he has a 55 number body count. If you compile all of his movies together, yeah. <laughs> but it yeah. just never, all the way back, yeah, all the way back to Man of Steel. Like, it's just it's a soulless, unfun experience. And that is not what, for me personally, what I want out of Superman. And I think a lot of people, that's not what they want out of Superman. I understand that too. But if you were to, the thing is, I think Snyder's plan, which was to start dark and build up to a more hopeful DC universe. That's cool, but you're going to lose people on the way there because they're going to get exhausted with how much fucking death and despair there is. Um, Like, because like, I, I, I think Snyder's plan may have been unpopular, but it certainly wasn't fucking ambitious. Like, mm-hmm. has like because if you follow his like, he had like a five movie plan for this, and like it it involves some wacky shit. I just I uh, I just I can't get behind it because I've watched the director's cut of Batman versus Superman, and even then I'm like, that's it. What? That's My that's all you added. Like, I get that. Like, hey, you don't have to copy the MCU, which is fine. They're, they're, they're yeah, but like. Only copy them with the pacing. They had at least decent pacing, but they didn't rush into like, yeah, you know everything. Yeah, and like I'm, I'm especially okay with a darker DC universe because, like, honest, compared to two right now, DC is some of the most grim, violent, yeah, and dark yeah. shit I've ever seen. Having just come off it's Apocalypse fine. War, my God, it's like but a Mortal Kombat movie. But that's that's a completely different world because the animated has always been able to. Not always, but for the most part, the good stuff has been exceptional, and they've been able to yeah. walk that line really well. But hey. live action, they've doubled down almost every time with the darkness. Like it, the it's the darkness. It's, of, they, it's the, they, they do dark no one deliver the message of happiness. It, <laughs> it's the the no one movies taught them the wrong lessons that you have to be grim yeah. and dark all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, even though like the the Dark Knight movies, like there was themes in those movies of like because it's always darkest before the dawn like you know it's it's yeah. escalation like no one had stuff that was peppered that that series that isn't just about bleakness 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 no no yeah. because and like and like bvs is so fucking mean-spirited sometimes and like mm-hmm. I'm like i'm like your batman is someone who brands rapists so when they go to jail they get stabbed yeah. by other oh, inmates holy oh, shit it's fair. It's exactly i think um, that right there is a great metaphor for his view on the wider dc universe it's just like oh this yeah. this helplessly optimistic character nope we need to get rid of him like no no that you're being an edgelord to be an edgelord and it's it's kind of gross yeah i think we're getting it (laughs) (laughs) regarding regarding man of steel though i will actually defend uh snapping zod's neck because i think it's oh no i get it i'm fine with that portrayal of it was a little weird Mm -hmm. i I think the situation's a little bizarre because it's like hey family move (laughs) (laughs) that was actually and i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna invoke the name of someone who has been canceled but max landis of all people uh, is one of the best <laughs> arguments against man of steel because he's like he's like the superman i know would have grabbed Zod by the throat and thrown him to the moon and said we're gonna fight here you mm-hmm. can't touch anything here 
It's like, and then he would have killed him there. Exactly. Yeah, that's, a broken clock well, is that's, right. That's, vein. that's what Max Landis. That's what Max Landis would do to his girlfriend if he could too. So yeah, right. <laughs> God damn. Actually, God damn. That probably would way cooler. My hug, Landis. That probably would have been way cooler because it would just be him keeping him on the moon and like keep repeatedly slamming him back that's, into that, the moon. That's and that's mm-hmm. what that's his argument. He's like, he's like Clark wouldn't. Have, he's like, I, he's like, my problem isn't that Clark killed Zod. Like my problem is Clark waited too long to kill Zod. If he was going to, if he was deciding to kill him as a last, as like the only solution, he would have tried that first. He yeah. would have taken the fight out of Metropolis and tried to dispose of him or stop him immediately. He's like, instead, they caused like irreparable damage to a city, and they caused right. so much destruction and death. Well, um, and the psychological scarring he caused that child when he broke Zod's neck in front of him. Like, that's, <laughs> like, I don't know why that was so funny to me. Okay, I did so, uh, because uh, that's not what Anne Ryan Rand would do. Um, uh, <laughs> so Anne Rand would move into the laser. <laughs> Anne Rand would have them both shoot their laser at the child for being there, for being in yeah. the proximity, for having the audacity to be in the middle of their death match, for not yeah, being exactly. exceptional. Yeah, yeah. Um, then, she, yeah then, she, then she'd go on her affair. Um, yeah, anyway, it, so it all comes back to that to me. Um, I yeah. don't, I don't care if you don't think he's problem problematic. I, I think the dude is. He can yeah. work on movies. I don't care. He can continue doing movies. I'm fine with that. He shouldn't be working on DC stuff. That's and he, yeah, and here's like. my other thing about like the one thing I'll knock against him is that as a director, purely as a director, from a technical, visual, audio perspective, I think yeah. he's got loads of talent. As a yeah. creative guy, yeah, he should not be dead. should be nowhere near a fucking script. No, he's the man that's responsible for zombie babies and a woman getting raped by a bunch of zombies. Like, no, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. in the yet unreleased Army of the Dead. Um, Wait, is that a thing? Are you are you serious? That's, a, that's in the script for Army of the Dead, and it's kidding? Netflix. So you guarantee, I can guarantee you, it's in the final movie. One hundred percent. And like I, I've never seen Sucker Punch, but here Sucker Punch is also kind of full of like, like really cringeworthy stuff. Uh, yeah, I just stand by like three hundred is for what it is. It's pretty fun and it's, mm-hmm. it fits. That's the thing. Know? When when Snyder works, and Watchmen is good. Yeah. Yes, and that's the thing. When Snyder works slavishly yeah. to a source material, can't fuck up because it's all there for him. He's he's in the making yeah. decision that was made in Watchmen was changing the ending, which I still support. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree. I don't think it was bad. It was just different. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. Um, it also saves it, it saves the the audience loads of time because like you can see very casual moviegoers going like, okay, hold on, so that guy was hired to draw the squid monster. Mm-hmm. That guy who lives in the Arctic, you could then take the squid monster, blow that guy up, and send it. What? Um, and this is like, yeah, no, Doctor Manhattan did it. No, it makes well, but okay, so uh, not being in the movie makes Watchdog the series ten times better when they show the squid. Yeah, watch just the Watchmen series is fucking watch amazing. What? Watch 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 yes. One quick thing: David Hayter came up with the Doctor Manhattan thing. Yeah, um, yes. really? That's fine. Yes. I like that. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's a, that's an important thing to point out. Uh, that was his idea. Um, oh yeah, it's it's like I'd said in our chat. Like Zack Snyder, the reason why Three Hundred and Watchmen work so well is because he already had scripts treatments 
in front of him. He already had basically all of his his boards ready to go because he could just pull directly from that. And even same thing, not same thing, but with Dawn of the Dead, like that was a James Gunn script. Like that is why yeah. that movie was so good. I, yes, the aspects of of the way he chose to film it were great, yeah, but great. but that movie is made by the script. Thank like, Wooly, Wooly from Super Best Friends said it best. He says, Zack Snyder excels at majestic audiovisual experiences. Yes. Don't let him tell a story. Yeah, no. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't let him near the script. Because, like, even, even when you suck the context out of stuff from Batman vs. Superman, like, some beautiful shots in that movie. Objectively yeah, beautiful are. shots. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God, that movie's pretty sometimes. Like, when Superman's dragging the ship and there's got the Aurora Borealis over him. Um, yeah. uh, the shot of him over the Day of the Dead people. Um, some of the shots yeah. of Batman are so my awesomely filmed. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the shots. I really love the shot of him. The, it was just the editing uh, and the placing of some of the scenes together. Yeah. Was, did make sense? Yeah, I love the shot of him climbing up Mount Everest to see his father, <laughs> who tells him a story, vision, Dad, uh, about how you have to let horses die. That's my favorite. Part of that yeah. would be ten times better I, if it was a music video. Like if, um, if it was all like a like a four minute music video, it would be so much cooler. Well, that's that's what the first trailers for Watchmen were. Like, yeah. they were they were a, uh, a Smashing Pumpkins song, or that, or maybe it was just Billy Corgan solo song over top of scenes from the movie. It was um, yeah. it was the stripped down ver- like the industrial version of the end is the beginning. Well, okay, okay. Yeah, the, the beginning is the end. It's the beginning, and there's the end is the beginning is the end. I can't remember which yeah. one they used. One was in Batman what? and Robin. <laughs> one is in Watchmen. Uh, <laughs> um, uh. Uh, but my favorite, my favorite, really cringeworthy scene that is uh, theatrical cut expanded on the director's cut, which actually saves it from being terrible, is when this face blows up his wheelchair in the Senate House, and Superman's like, "Oh, dang it!" and just flies away. Reaction <laughs> is so yeah. That, that scene is better in the. It's much better in the. Yeah, because he, he tries helping yeah. people when he's like, "I failed catastrophically, so I'm going to leave because like I have fucked up so bad that I can't take this." Well, also, um, which is like, start, like yelling at him and like start pointing at him and like, yeah. yeah. And, and the theatrical cut, he's like, well, that just ruffles my jimmies and he just flies <laughs> off. Like, <laughs> he just disappears for no reason. He just fucks off for 25 minutes and goes and talks to Ghost Dad. Oh, no. I messed yeah. Up. yeah. Well, and I, was... I did want to address the whole thing of does, him getting a chance to actually make the final movie. I can, I feel for that. But for me, it's just I feel like that chapter's done. I yeah. don't. It's done. That that chapter's. And, here, and here's the that thing: like, if, is done. If the um, campaign for the Snyder Cut solely comprised of people who were like attacking people and were being obnoxious. Yeah. Probably yeah. more supportive of like, hey, don't do that. But like, since there was people mm-hmm. who were like who raised a hundred thousand dollars for suicide prevention charities and like, sure, because of the circumstances surrounding Snyder's like departure, I'm like, yeah. I let him do it. I don't, I don't see yeah. how this hurts anything. Um, yeah. Other people might disagree with me, but like, I, I'm going to champion that side of it, and like, that's only where I sit. Like I said, and the the neck beards and the angry ass nerds who get bent over shape, everything. Now, fuck, kill yourself. I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm I'm the person who once told Nazis to kill themselves. Yeah, on yeah. Show. Choke so on your I, own vomit. I don't care about you. Yeah. Yeah, um, I can see that. I can the the suicide prevention thing. That's that's a good cause unequivocally. Yeah, but kill yourself. Not, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't, you like, don't get to reap the benefits from suicide prevention to have the awful side effect of it. 
<laughs> just not existing. I can, oh, no. I can completely, I can completely respect the the positive that came from that. As much as it's terrible neckbeards, I just I feel like there's a lot of people that think that this is somehow going to make this end game or no, make this right. like they, they I, think I, that, I, but they're not going to get that, and that's or they, or they fucking they, won't be. <laughs> Or they think that the DCEU is going to be run by Zach now. Like, he's going to come back and he's going to be put back in charge. Like, no. At at best best case scenario, Walter Yamada stays on, and he lets the directors who are currently working have a bigger part in everything. But Mm -hmm. who knows? Yeah. I don't think that it's going to be that way. Should be seen. Even I'm not seeing it as, like, the return of the the Snyderverse, because it's not... This is just doing right by a guy who was fucked by the system, and that should be seen. Sure. That should be only what you see it as. Um, and yeah. please, like, you should not expect Justice League Part Two anytime soon. Well, a, a for me, a cynical view that I have is like this is more Warner Brothers, just like, ah, oh, fuck, ah, oh, fuck, we need to do something. We need to do something. All right, let's do this. Well, because... if you something, something I brought up in the chat today, which actually, if this is what they're doing, I'm kind of more in favor of it. Which is the idea of them doing this just to embarrass and put the faces of the previous executives' uh, uh, noses yeah. in the piss? Which um, I'm kind of supportive of, oddly enough. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're doing, oh, and they announce that they're too. right. If they're just doing that for a bunch of other movies, if they're like, the last executives fucked this movie over. Yeah, like uh, if they're going through their catalog and it's like, here's a list of movies the previous like uh, the the previous like regime. Completely and mm-hmm. utterly disastrously botched. Let's yeah. restore them and you know release them as they were meant to be seen and make these people look like morons. I love and a if good that's what they're doing. And if if we find out that is like one eighty for me, completely because that's the kind of like fuck you, previous people re- choice that I I am very much in favor of. But fuck you theme park executives, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm excited for it and like. Especially here, and like they're gonna hire like the dark side actor is 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 coming in for this. Like they're currently following up on the Martian Manhunter stuff that's supposed to be in it. Like I want to see all the extra pieces that weren't there because like there's a curiosity. It's like I've got this painting, but uh, here it is, thirty five percent finished. And someone just takes mm-hmm. it, and locks it away, and you go like, "Hey, is that done? See it? Oh, so, why? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So here's I the just... thing. I would feel a lot better about this if I knew that this was the absolute end of it. That's the other yeah. thing for me. Yeah. They announced a twenty million dollar budget, which makes me think that they're going to be using a lot of footage from the movie that did get made. That's mm-hmm. that's that's honestly like a big problem for me. Well, and because I think there are the going to be that... people who see that and say, "Well, that's not the Snyder cut. That's not the actual Snyder cut. I want the oh. Snyder cut." I'm worried about this continuing to spiral on for years and years. That's my biggest concern, is that this will just continue. Previous Um, footage, like, you can see in trailers and, like, very clearly tell that someone went through a VFX chainsaw and butchered the aesthetics of what was going on in the background. Because, like, there's entire sequences that were just changed through CGI. Um, They, like, as long as you change the color scheme of the finale... Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like it was taking place entirely inside of a fucking toaster. Um, sure. uh, I'm kind of okay with that. And I know people are like, eh, it was gray and drab. I'm like, I would take gray and drab over like the heat on. What's happening? Are we dying? Am I being but we're, using more radiation? We're, like, well, I, heard I feel that. like we're intelligent enough to see that and say to ourselves, okay, well, that was clearly a scene that was always going to be that way. 
that that scene was always going to look that way regardless of the director. I'm yeah. really worried that there are going to be people who are like, no, this was this was invented by Joss Whedon, who was one of the co-writers on the movie during production. So yes, it was invented by Joss Whedon, probably. Yeah. And um, one of the one of the scenes I'm looking forward to having a visual change is when Clark comes back because that was color corrected to take place during sure. the day. Yeah. I guess in the original cut it was at night, and like you can tell it's been mm-hmm. violated as far as color correction goes because like nothing looks right in that sequence. Thing is well, jumping out at you all the wrong ways, like. And if I'm if I'm wrong about the budgeting and all that stuff, fine. But like everything that I know, hearing experts talk about this movie and talk about how the visual effects, how expensive they must be, regardless of what was done um, before the movie came out, because they have to throw that stuff away. And we've gotten confirmation about that stuff from inside sources that we know and may or may not be super close with at the moment. Um, but we know that they throw that stuff away. We so they have yes, to. They don't. They trash. don't have enough storage to hold all that. Um, I did. On a side note, I did hear that uh, five million dollars of two million budget is going to be put towards the opening scene of the movie. They actually flip it to horizontal right. instead of mm-hmm. vertical filming on cell I wonder if that shot gets expunged entire. To be, uh, it's more cam- like camera phone footage, but it's Batman, and the kids are like, yes. hey, Batman. And he's like, fuck off, little shit. Little exactly. yes. <laughs> he smashes one other into it. He takes out his fucking his bat shaped, uh, hot iron braced knuckles and just hits him right in the chest with it. He's like, I'm never going to fucking prison or some bad shit's gonna happen to you. He's like, he's like, he's like I know it's cool, I was true, and he's not fun. And he like fucking hits him in the chest. <laughs> Come back to just, school, you little shit. He punches one in the tree. Yeah. Just... <laughs> um, right Paul McCallney's throat at the end of that scene at the <laughs> top of that building. Um, uh, anyway, on to more DC. Um, that is uh, odd and lots of speculation around it, I guess. Um, and kind of unprecedented since they don't usually do this on the CW shows. Uh, yeah. Ruby Rose is really gone as. Is gone as Batwoman is going to be replaced for season two, which is something they've never done with the lead yeah. actor. Even a named well, hero. They never, just, yeah. never recast anybody before, ever. Mm-hmm. That's pretty weird. Um, yeah. Did she say why is she... Uh, it, uh, there's medical no reason, def- there was uh, there was an answer that uh, apparently she wasn't happy with the the uh, shoot times for mm. the show. Like it was, it was so long, and she wasn't expecting that. And apparently, she wasn't mm-hmm. happy with it, and that made her, that made other people unhappy with her, and so on. Listen, my wife Ruby Rose gets what she fucking wants. Okay. <laughs> uh, I didn't, I didn't know you had a vagina. So. Uh, here's the thing: she Ruby I she Rose was bisexual. No, no. Oh. Ruby Rose was is is easily the biggest hire the CWs have these shows. Yes. Um. That being said, she Poor walked Brandon in. Ralph. Yeah. Well, he he was huge, and then like Hollywood was like, uh, we don't care anymore. Um, yeah. go do a Dylan Dog sequel. Um, <laughs> um like well, Ruby Ruby Rose walked in the door with controversy kind of attached to her ankles. Yeah, She's, I guess we had made weird comments in the past before, and like who were like the as Batwoman is a gay character, like the gay community and the gay fans were very. Yes, not happy with her being cast because of comments she's made in the past and how not openly gay she well, is, I guess. It wasn't just that. It was that um, 
what was it? We want more gays. Is it something akin to what was being suggested that there was a fear that she was the only gay woman getting roles? Um, and that there was sort of a tokenization with her that was happening. That was a major yeah. I remember okay. at the time. Um, I think it's kind of a silly complaint, but yeah, whatever. Um, um, my, my biggest thing when they first cast her, I'm like, she's not that good of an actress, even for CW standards. Yeah. Right, and my and my response was they don't need her to be because Stephen Amell wasn't, <laughs> uh, and uh, that worked out. The thing um, is, though, the thing is, like Ruby Rose's career is far more advanced than Amell's by the time she got picked up. Amell sure. became a better actor through Arrow. Mm-hmm, Doubt yeah. Ruby Rose is going to get better through Batwoman. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I mean, I don't think we'll you never can, know. Uh, polish a turd, we'll never... really. We'll never, we'll never be sure, but I, I do agree with that. Um, yeah, it's weird that this, yeah, this has never really happened before, um, and it's not like people have not come in with sort of a some amount of a career before. Like I promise, uh, Melissa Benoist was in Oscar-nominated movies before she signed yeah. on to be super. Yeah, like, I mean, those that whole um, network just just cannibalized Glee's entire cast. Right. Your other wife. I my big thing is that what does Ruby Rose really think is going to happen? She's leaving Batman. Like I I I, I don't think anyone's really clamoring for her thing. Like at best she's good as like a tertiary in job too. And she didn't even speak in that. I think the, I, mean, I think I think the Ruby Rose problem is that like for a hot minute people were like, "Wow, oh, she's the next big fucking thing," and she wasn't. And, yeah. Now she's stuck in this like nebulous kind of like this limbo area for an actor where it's like not in demand, only a name, mm-hmm. but there's nowhere for you to go. Yeah, yeah. The acting's not that. Yeah, because you're not you're not very talented. First of all, like you, what was she a model first? She's just yeah. looking and she's yeah. mute, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah she, has a very, she has a very vocal fan base, apparently. That's what kind of grew up a little bit, too. Well, and I think some of, and it's not her fault, what ended up putting her more and more in the spotlight was because she's openly gay. And mm-hmm. and news reports couldn't help be like, oh, well, this this gay actress yeah. who's well, it's like, well, that's look how Andrade she is with her tattoos and short hair. Yes, it is. Like before I ever saw her in any movies, she was a big deal on Tumblr, and I was, mm-hmm. of course, uh, I was a big Tumblr user. So I'm I cranking it so hard. <laughs> I would never do that. Um, <laughs> I couldn't even hold a straight face. Yanking his doink. But yeah, no, she Isn't was a legit clown. <laughs> hey, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> but there was a time where you couldn't warm. open, you couldn't open Tumblr. Um, and not see the post about her where um, it's like a post of her very, wearing very femmy clothes, you know, very just like obviously female. And then it's a po- and then it's her changing and looking very male. Um, and that was a giant post on Tumblr that was just everywhere. Yeah. And the trans community and uh, sort of, you know, everything the rainbow. Yeah, yeah they, they very much. Um, uh, Reposted that post with vigor. Which is fine, um, but 
yes. is not that. Yeah, but that that shouldn't stand in place of her actual acting ability. Right. I yeah. agree. I'm just pointing out that that's where I yeah, prefer. No, no, <laughs> I know. I and and the thing is, like, that's actually something the CW, out. the DC CW shows have kind of excelled at, is taking, like, are essentially just, like, people right. and turning them into actors, like, I didn't know about Robbie Amell or Stephen Amell when they both got hired. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I guess they both. Dustin was. Yeah, no. Yeah. And right. I guess both of them. I guess both Amells had big problems with the way that show was sold initially because it was mm-hmm. just like, here's here's Stephen Amell shirtless and a text that says Arrow. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were trying to exploit the fuck out of the Twilight audience. What their main uh, goal was. Uh, that show yeah. slowly evolved into a comic yeah. book show. And not Eobar, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Wait, yeah, like they've been very good at like taking, I guess, misfit misfit toys and making them work within what they're trying to do. Yeah, I saw Um, Katie Lotts in a single movie before she was Sarah Lance, and now I'm like, God, put her in everything. She's awesome. Exactly. Like Manon Bennett was in the Spartacus show before Arrow, and then I I don't know of anything else he was even in. Um, so they did that a lot with actors who were on things that were in the periphery that most people weren't paying attention to and bringing them to people's attention. I mean, they um, took, they, they took, uh, Tom Cavanaugh, who like, I only knew as a comedic actor from like Scrubs mm-hmm. and, uh, I can't remember what the show he did, but like, to, and like, like I, yeah, he's JD's older brother. And like, he's a laughing stock that that entire show, he plays a loser. And this like, in one of the flash, he is fucking Menacing. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone knew he had that in him, and that's kind of why I love season one so much because the villain arc is so good. Kavanaugh is like destroying it the whole time, and then it's like it's also because like he wasn't that well known, but he still looked familiar. I was like, where I know this guy from? Oh, that's that's Ranger. It's Ranger Smith from the Yogi Bear movie. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot that existed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but on the thing of what what's Ruby Rose gonna do next, I don't really, I don't know. I, I think she'll just do what she was doing already, which is you know side roles in action movies. I so guess we'll just see. being a working actor essentially, because I mean yeah. she she does do all of her own stunts from what I know, and that, doesn't she have a background in stunt work? I mean, I'm I, I said it when she was announced. I think that's why she got hired because yeah. they wouldn't have to train anybody. Yeah. Um, for the longest time. I thought Ruby Rose was like an MMA fighter before she was that. <laughs> Why not? And here's yeah. the thing, though. Like, but hiring, like, uh, fuck, I can't remember her name from Mandalorian. Gina Carano. Gina Carano. Finding a Gina Carano with someone who has acting potential but hasn't really blown up yet is probably a smart mm-hmm. move for season two because, like, yeah, like I only saw Gina Carano pop up a few times. The few times I was like, she's not that. She doesn't do much, but then like, yeah. like she for some reason, Deadpool. like Mandalorian, like Deadpool, mm. yeah, Deadpool, she's great, and then Mandalorian, I'm like, holy shit, she is incredible, mm. and like, first of all, she looks like she could turn into a fucking pretzel. Um, <laughs> she can kick all the asses, but she also like has personality. He could fucking yeah. destroy me in her sleep. She's mm-hmm. still hot and has so much fucking charisma in that show. Yeah. And um, she's dating Henry Cavill. She's not dating him anymore. Apparently they oh. broke up. Oh. Oh. <laughs> the chance. Well, they, they couldn't stay together. Their kids would dominate the planet, okay? Right. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it would be unfair for the rest of us. They it would be... Would, it would take over so fast. Can you imagine this with fucking Henry, 
Henry Cavill's fucking charm and like and like physical bunch and Gina Carano's like strength and skill. My fucking god, there'd it's be like nothing the, left for us. It's, it's like the Rick and Morty snake, snake episode. It's like the mustaches. I have similar feelings about uh, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins. Kid, that kid's gonna grow oh, up. Like, oh oh man, perfect. Yeah. First of all, that kid is gonna have a mouth. You're not gonna believe because Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch makes it a career to body people on Twitter. It's not even funny. Um, and Seth Rollins the opposite. Seth Rollins sucks on Twitter. He should never be on Twitter ever again. But like, he he's also a, he's a freak athlete. Like that he's kid is gonna be that kid is gonna be a superstar coming out of the fuck. <laughs> Um, but yeah, somebody from the wrestling or MMA, MMA, MMA world would be a good replacement. I am also a fan of the of Stephanie Beatrice. Her saying that she wants oh, yeah, to do yeah. it. Um, who that is? Hang yeah. on. Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. She's a. Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Is there rumors of her being Batman? Batwoman. Well, she was... wants. It. She 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 put out a tweet that said. Uh, uh looking up that. everything about Batwoman. Um, yeah. so yeah, mm. um, hmm. could be hard just making a joke, but we don't know. I mean, stranger things have happened, so yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know if you heard, but uh, the Snyder Cut is coming out. Um, so uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I can't think of odd world, but can we talk about how? Uh, Christopher Nolan's gonna do a screening of a, one of his movies on Fortnite. Oh, Christ! <laughs> I hope it's Tenant because I want to watch Tenant. <laughs> it's probably not. It's probably not no. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if at the very end they're like, "And now for the final movie, and it's Tenant." That would actually be kind yeah. of, you know, cool. um, all these movies, Star Wars, um, the, whatever movie's gonna be appearing on Fortnite, they miss the boat on Fortnite like really hard. Yeah. So yeah. this yeah. is gonna be yeah. really interesting. Yeah, it, that's the thing. They wouldn't they wouldn't show Tenet on Fortnite because it would be on YouTube like twenty minutes after it's over. Mm-mm-mm. They're gonna show Happy. No, he would shut yeah, that he... down hard. Uh, I don't know though because it would be a matter you'd have, of you'd have, you'd have Tom Hardy show up at your house and punch you in the mouth. <laughs> 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 that. And then he'd take your dog. Um, um, so <laughs> actually, I while googling um Beatrice, I came across someone else who threw the hat in for it, and uh, it is it that in the wrestling community. Blonde... That oh it, okay because there's a younger blonde actress I think it was who who would thrown her. Oh, head it in, is but... Stone Deville who is a yeah, former mixed martial know. artist who's now in the WWE. Oh. She's um she would be pretty good. She's she's fine. What's I don't hate her. Sonya yeah. Deville is WWE's first openly gay wrestler. Okay. Oh, you... no, they had another one. Was that guy? Oh, Darren Young. Right. No, she yeah. she's the first. Darren, uh, Darren. Gay woman, or lesbian. Mm. That they're openly gay. Vince would never allow someone to say they're gay on his tele- on his TV program. Um, no. So when they say openly gay and in they're in their involved in WB, the fucking ostrich. <laughs> Anyways, what do we uh, do? We want to move on to the next thing. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I, I mean, it's a very nebulous topic because i don't know anything about his or his capone film oh wait like, oh the, the capone movie holy fucking shit okay I have not seen um the trailer, but... yeah i, I saw it yeah. saw it a tra- trailer for it after i read about it um be forgiven for thinking this movie is a mobster movie very run by the numbers mobster movie 
be wrong, though. Apparently, this movie is about the final days of Al Capone when he was absolutely stricken with dementia and Sing going us? completely yep. fucking nuts. Yeah. Um, and apparently, like, this movie borders on horror movie territory because they spend a lot of time with Capone in his house with just seeing shit that's not real that sounds fucking horrific. Oh, um, apparently, hmm. he has a crying man in his shower. Um, oh, constantly sees like a boy covered in blood who claims to be his unborn son. Keeps revisiting like, a very like some kind of Tommy gun massacre. Yes. So, is him dealing with his demons while he dies, basically? Yeah. Yes, like while while he's just like com- like he has no control over his mental faculties. Like people are, yeah. in between this, people are like, "This is a hidden stash of money." They're like, "But but he's out of his fucking mind. There's no way we can mm-hmm. get this information out of him." Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it spends a lot of time in his head and what he's seeing and what he's dealing with, as opposed to yeah. minutia of being he's a mobster. mobster. Oh, do mobster stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This is yeah. the mobster stuff is over, and he's just fucking falling apart mentally. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, very, it's a very respectable choice to go with. Um, because the other thing is to basically remake um, how the fuck am I forgetting the name of the fucking movie? The fucking Department Scarface. Um, no, um, no. No, the movie with Capone in it. Uh, oh, Untouchables. I, um, yeah. Um, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> yes. Um, that's like, it. That's, th- that choice I would not respect at all. But saying, no, let's do Capone at this point in his life. And he's been, uh, this story is on here because he's been talking a lot about um, Fantastic Four and just his entire career. Like he's been saying stuff. I didn't expect him to stay till like 2024 <laughs> till he'd had his comeback already, but he's sort of just like letting loose uh, about everything that was going on at the time, his thoughts on and everything. Um, so yeah, um, he's just been saying stuff. Uh, he... Now I haven't seen the fantastic four stuff. So I don't know what he's saying, but like, and I, like I saw an article about this movie and I was like, Oh, I didn't know it was coming out soon. And I saw a picture of Tom Hardy in the Capone makeup. I was like, Oh, this looks free. Um, yeah. like one, it's Hardy, and like, oh, mm-hmm. should point out something very interesting about that. He's like, he's like, I love Tom Hardy. He's like, the problem is always distracting because he's a fucking mountain of muscle in any role you put him in. Yeah, it's yeah. like no matter how much makeup like... you cover him in, he is a fucking yeah. shit house and so have distracting. You, have you seen? Have you seen him in Rock and Roll when he was skinny? It's fucking weird in school, but like. Yeah, it's very strange. Him and Rock and Rolla, and him and Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. That's a weird alternate universe. And like, I think in Nemesis. Oh God, in Nemesis. In Lawless, he is so fucking jacked. He doesn't fit into yes. any of the fucking clothes they put him in. Like, he is constantly just bursting out of these like. 1920s and 30s sweaters they have him in. He's just walking around like he has to turn sideways and fit through doorways. Like he's ridiculous in that movie. Yeah. As much as uh yeah, he is very big dude. Um he steals a lot like look, all the actors in Peaky Blinders are great, but he steals the scene things in. Like, that's what I was saying. Murphy that's fucking, what I was uh, like, I think most people will be like, oh, he's just like a slab of meat. Like, no, you should watch Locke and see how fucking cerebral and insane he gets. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. or Bronson. Or Tom Harry yeah, or, or that never taboo seen... show that he made. I didn't, uh, I didn't finish it, but he's good in the first couple of episodes. Like, he, he was doing that. Fuck Eobard, that was my nail. Um, <laughs> that show, <laughs> that 
<laughs> that show is an example of what happens when you let a um, when you just let an actor control a project too much. Uh-huh. Um, oh, taboo. <laughs> yes, taboo. Um, because he's allowed to do all of the hearty things. Um, the story story drifts quite a bit yes being naked wearing things on his face and doing a weird accent that nobody can quite understand (laughs) i kind of like it though wearing a hat because very like much in i don't know like there's something special about that some he created that he's like in you know yeah i saw saw something about like uh it was after third road came out they're like Tom Hardy's really good at being big, mean, and having shit on his face. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And there's, and there's, I've heard some people say that, like, that's their problem with him, that he always has to do that, that he has to, like, hide the fact that he has movie star charisma behind. No, I, honestly, I think it's the fact that he can act without having to, like, do yeah. face stuff. You know what I mean? Like, he can act. Yeah. He just needs his eyes. Mask. He just, yeah, yeah. like, his, his performances with Bane is all, like, body language and just his balls and like he's doing yeah so fucking much in that movie even though even though that's not a good depiction of bane he's still great in that role you know what i mean yeah i mean he's if if you're uh, yeah if you're lou that's like the biggest bastardization of that character but like batman and robin still exists so he's wrong yeah Um, yeah lou's Lou's (laughs) wrong a lot of things Um, right and yeah at least he is a character uh even if the character is flawed um so yeah uh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> also, also, we do this voice for all time. So Harley, the problem is also Harley Quinn show Amazing. came in and assassinated the Tom Hardy depiction of Bane <laughs> by, by making him a fucking fool who blows up stadiums because he got the answer wrong on trivia night. Um, <laughs> not because he's threatening, but he does in season two. I will say I've caught some of that. Um, in- the fuck out of Bruce Wayne in a way I've never seen before. Yeah. Um, like, because we're long past the point of breaking his back. Um, real quick, Bruce gets a super suit after he gets injured again, goes and fights Bane. Bane swings him around and snaps his knees against a pole. Batman's knees? <laughs> and his legs explode. Wait, he... Wait, what? Bane grabs him by the arms and swings him around by the wrists until Bruce's legs collide with, like, a beam, and he... Oh, my knees, God! His knees explode, and he's left there in a suit, Then he's like... <laughs> Holy shit! show is so violent and so fucking funny. I just watched a clip where I, Jim I, Gordon... I do like that they, that they cuss in that show. It's pretty funny. Oh, God, they cuss so much. I just watched a clip where Jim Gordon takes back the GCP by having a police car into the front and then taking a chain gun from somebody and murdering everybody inside. Anyway, um, yeah. where, the, where the fuck were we? Uh, Josh Trank. Um, yeah. I don't know. Capone is, I, I think it's out. I don't know where it is, but I definitely want to watch it. It's streaming most places, as far as I can tell. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, Discord cool. did the thing, we'll probably watch it. Died. <laughs> yeah, it's hey, Discord did the thing, and we know what it is. Yeah, <laughs> um, but um, I was gonna say, uh, have you guys heard about? You know, there's that Snowpiercer show, right? Which the movie was good, mm-hmm. and the show seemed kind of like, oh, it's similar to the like the movie. Maybe they do some different. Right. Uh, I read some articles about it. They said that it's like it's a cop show, and it kind of they kind of ruined the whole like energy of. Uh, okay, so I also, basically, I also, it seems like yeah. Also, read a reveal about like 
Uh, who is it? Willard? Wilford? Who the fuck is the guy? The the, the architect. Willard or some shit. So so okay. So they did what they it's did what they wanted to do the with The stuff? Walking Dead, where The Walking Dead was also going to be a cop show. Like it was going to be people solving cases uh, really? while the zombie apocalypse was happening. That's is that what they did? I think the, I think the problem is they and apparently this show is holding to the continuity of comic in the movie by trying to say it takes place in between those points in time basically where the, the oh, apocalypse no started yes and the ah. movie being the end of the journey and this is happening in between that i thought it was just but, like a, a ret- retelling or something or like a re- no it's but it, it takes place like it's it's got a point in the timeline of like like earth freezing and then snowpiercer being destroyed it happens right in the middle of that because um okay ah. so what i've seen of it the trailer looks kind of interesting oh it looks kind of like a slightly different like take on the movie where it's like stretched out or but like mm-hmm. I read some articles and they're saying how um David Diggs who was a good actor, but they said like they gave him like weird lines to say and he doesn't really like shine in this. But um mm-hmm. they said that like, he's like one of the last detectives or some shit. And then like what's her name? Jennifer Connolly, whatever her name is, gets like hires him to solve some kind of like murder. But it's just kind of dumb because like the whole thing's supposed to be about revolution and like uprising. Right. Yeah, the, the, and the problem is making a Snowpiercer TV show is that most interesting part of the story is when the story ends, when the back parts of the train divide, decide to have a violent yeah. uprising that succeeds, right. and you get all these the horrifying. Like that, but... And the char- yeah. and the, the the movie gave you all these horrifying character revelations about these people you like. The show is like, remember that time that the people who were you know under the foot of a bunch of wealthy people took back the train? Yeah, I'm not gonna show you that. <laughs> mm, yeah. Because on the article I read, it says like, it seems like it starts off almost like it's that, but then like it kind of cuts that short where she's like, "Wait, I need you though. You're the last detective. I need you to solve a murder." And like, also, seems to damn. imply, without spoiling too much, that there had been multiple people to hold the title of it's Willard, the guy who designed the train. Again, people take up his identity to maintain the fact that he's still there. If it's holding yeah. the movie continuity, that guy has always been there. There's never been somebody yeah. else. Oh, I don't know. It's weird. It's, um, yeah, I, also, I, don't know. I like the idea that Snowpiercer is a sequel to the Chocolate. Factory. <laughs> um, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> it's a sequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. God damn it. I've seen that God video and it's God. fucking hysterical and it works so the well. Chocolate was bugs the whole time. <laughs> oh, it's that Charlie um, is that Charlie is the designer of the train. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> All right. Um anyways. Uh, I don't know anything about this It Follows thing. Uh, yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty great. Um, he, the director of It Follows is doing something superhero-esque. It's supposed to be like a deconstruction of superhero movies. Um, and I'm, I'm curious to see how that works. Um, other than It Follows, have any of you seen this director's follow-up to that? I have not. What was it again? What was it? Under the Silver Lake. No, I've not. not yet. I've wanted to. No, but I saw a trailer for that and it really caught my eye. You should because it's a weird ass movie where, like, it's, it's Andrew Garfield, of, right? Yes, it's yeah. Andrew Garfield. But it's it's a weird movie with a lot of meta subtext and things going on. The the, like, the trailer I saw for it was weird because like it starts off like I'm trying to sell you a movie like perks of being a wallflower or like a coming oh. of age like or something really? like that like like a weird drama comedy then it's really yeah. quickly pushes that concept and feeling off a cliff no it's it's what it is it's 
it's a detective mystery drama um that goes really weird it goes into some weird avenues some weird like looking for someone who's purportedly missing yes and it's a mystery conspiracy story stuff like yes yeah it goes yeah it's sort of a noir thing but it goes into all kinds of other weird obscura stuff um he finds like uh the uh the homeless code written on the wall of this girl's uh apartment that she just vanished from um and all kinds of other strange stuff there's a a woman called the owl lady who seemingly exists to kill people um there's just all kinds of strangeness it's like a metaphor this. some kind of mythology or something what is it? something well, it's it's weird like it's a movie that's not a horror movie it's definitively not a horror movie but there are scenes in it that are terrifying um mm. because it's the it follows sky um so it's very well directed it's kind of a movie it's kind of punk rock in a way. Like it's a movie that wants you to turn it off at various points. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Garfield punches a child. Sometimes Yeah. Like he, and it's, it's weird. Like he punches a child who is like put uh, foam or something on the door handle of his car. Um, and he sees the know. kids well. who did it and he chases them down and, the child is holding in his other hand a Spider-Man comic book, and he punches that child. <laughs> um, okay, I see what we're yes. getting at. And then at one point in the movie, you meet his like his best friend or his only friend in Hollywood, and his friend is Topher Grace. His last name is Webb. I'm kidding. I made that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's him and Topher Grace commiserating about how they're done in this town. Uh, oh it takes God. place in LA. Um, <laughs> and about how. Shows up and pees on them. <laughs> <laughs> that would not be out of place. And about how <laughs> things have not gone the way that they expect them, expected them to go. Um, so there's a lot of strangeness going on. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, really just metal. watch the movie. It's a long ass movie with a lot of weird sequences and moments. Um, mm. So, yeah, I am curious to see what his deconstruction of a superhero movie will be because under the silver lake has a lot to say about modern pop music about life in la about just the existence that people go through um Mm. and all of that pointed at superheroes i am i'm very curious and then there will also probably be sequences that are utterly terrifying featuring superheroes as well i would imagine Um, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm um, given, um, given how Brightburn and, uh, Chronicle, I'm speaking about mm. Trank, um, horror movie stuff kind of gets peppered in with superhero, uh, super genre, mm-hmm. things the fuck out of me because the idea of exploring, like, I mean, if Clark as a child was like, I'm just going to murder you, mm. that's fucking terrifying because like, what are you going to do to him? Really? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and, and this, I love this, I yeah. love Chronicle because like Chronicle isn't just mm-hmm. like it's a like, like, shooter movie of superpowers. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's also right. like it's, it's also kind of it's also Carrie. Um, it's Akira. Yeah. Akira. It's so many other things that like that work so mm-hmm. well, and like Dane DeHaan is also fucking awesome in that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's also where we uh we've scored Michael B. Jordan essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, 
I think that movie is terrifying at times. Actually, speaking Mm -hmm. of him, like I think the most gut-wrenching scene in that movie is when Dane Mm -hmm. kills him with lightning because the last thing you hear is a scream. Yeah. Um, it's uh, something oh, horrifying. Um, yeah. Or when um, when he uh, I think it's when he attacks his stepdad. I don't know. I imagine the most horrifying thing is the mess he has in his pants after he failed. God damn it! In yeah. my head, I in my head I go to something similar to the boys, but taken seriously because I think one of my problems with the boys is that they make a joke out of something that's terrifying. Which is yeah. the Superman character in in that universe, who is like a Shitty a mommy obsessed like sexist. Homelander um, is easily one of the most uncomfortable characters I've ever come yes. across in my life because well, like yeah, he's even worse. He's a sociopath. But yeah, yeah, Eric, you told me like yeah. the book is far worse than the show. Oh, it's probably oh, ever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, the thing okay, that happened to show Eric, are Eric, you've, bad, Eric, you've read the book, so you need to correct me. Something her but can't can't prove mm. because i only read it airplane scene in the show mm-hmm. i've never 9/11. seen the show so not 9 11 is the um, airplane scene in the book 9 11 it i'm trying to remember the way they frame it is that it was supposed to be 9 11 but they were crashing into the Brooklyn bridge i think or they end up crashing into the Brooklyn Bridge. I can't remember the exact the exact setup for it, but it's it's they're hinting at it being that, or at least Garth Ennis is. But I don't think they outright say that it's supposed Good to be more. That's, that's yeah. Fucked. Well, there's also a scene where the Homelander eats a baby. So you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that checks out. That that yeah. makes sense. But something like that, something where it's like you have a Superman figure who is just evil. Like, that's terrifying. He doesn't give a fuck. He has no remorse or no, like, humanity. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think the problem... The, here's the thing, because I read Irredeemable a couple years ago. And right. I find that guy to be scarier than Homelander, just because, like, Homelander treats everything as a joke. Um, mm. Like, really, like at that point, like, in The Boys, like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, he okay, is so, so untouchable. Um, and irredeemable, uh, yeah. like his powers come from such a weird fucking source, and mm. like the drama of the book is like we we can stop him, we just have to have the window. Then when they start to peel back layers of plutonium, I think is his name. The book. Mm-hmm. I can't um, remember his name. Yeah, when they peel back layers of plutonium, he becomes way more interesting. Because, like, mm. Is this? Like, he is a shy, uh, not very charming, like. Of just like non, not very exciting, inkling of a man, in his everyday mm-hmm. life, and then when he's like, when he becomes, you know, plutonium like villain, like, he doesn't give a shit, and he's a sociopath, and he almost like a child. He's like, oh, I didn't get my way, I'll drown everyone in Japan. Whereas like, oh and the Homelander is like, I'm so fucking powerful, I would jerk off over the city, and no one's gonna stop me. And it becomes, it's, it comes from a place of bravado, and like the plutonium comes from a place it's of like, like yeah. absolute yeah. like. He is so fucking weak and pathetic. Like he does things that just out of spite. Yeah, yes. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's um, to me like that's scarier in the way that the reason Invisible Man. Homelander is basically where like, uh, you can have one person who knows, guy. and yeah, yeah, like, and everybody else is just yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, where like you can have somebody know that they're evil, but everybody else is just like, what are you talking about? There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. 
person. What? Yeah, he's fucking home. He's the greatest hero ever lived. He's Homelander. And I think there's something about that that's scarier to me. Where it's the thing of um, I don't know if there's a movie that's specifically about this, but I'm surprised it doesn't exist. Where like somebody just knows that a certain cop is evil, but everybody else is like, "What are you talking about? He's he's a cool guy. I know him." I think I, I think when I compare the two, like Homelander also understands that he's a celebrity, so like right, he'll let a plane crash, but won't tell anybody about it. Um, uh, but like yeah. Tony was like, I'll crash that plane, I'll crash that plane, I'll crash that plane, I'll destroy your planes, and then I'll go to an island country and just sink it. Well, I mean, I, that's, I, yeah, I, more, I yeah, that's one's more dark rage. The, the scary, uh, yeah. Um, the difference between ahead. the two characters, though, sorry, um, is that Homelander is still ostensibly controlled by a corporate entity. So he has to yeah, keep right. up a certain a certain facade, while but the plutonium is... Smart in a way because he's like aware yeah he's aware that he has to like you know hide things he has to keep up appearances like yeah mm-hmm. but the uh the plutonian or plutonium i can't remember um is he doesn't care he knows he's the most powerful thing on the planet and he like you said is a sociopath and he's just going to destroy things because because yeah. he's a petulant mm-hmm. child so and that, that's i think the unpredictability about him makes him terrifying because like yeah like imagine living in that universe. Like I'm gonna wake up tomorrow, and I don't know if this this idiot is gonna fly into New York City and just nuke the place. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't or know if, if somebody's gonna... going to declare war on North Korea, and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know that would be that would be just terrifying. Yeah, wouldn't it? Trump? Um, <laughs> I, have, I have no idea what it's like to live with a petulant child in power. What are you talking yeah, about? What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. You know, what, yeah. what kind of fantasy land are you living in? Jesus Christ! Yeah. Where's my beer? Uh... Not like the guy flirts with his daughter. Come on. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. He it. Um. Uh, can I mention one more thing? What was it? Uh. Oh, fucking! Have you guys seen the trailer to uh, Lovecraft Country? It looks pretty interesting. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah I've. It looks great, and I. I want to read the book because, like, I'd heard about the book for a bit, floating around, yeah. and then found out HBO picked it up. But yeah, because it, it's kind of a like, uh, kind of a send up of how yeah we know Lovecraft is racist, so it's like mm-hmm. this black protagonist in the South. And it's kind of like, you know, kind of like aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. and then they just they add the supernatural or whatever the, the yeah yeah the unspeakable yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it it looks like it could be really good. And I mean, it's HBO. Got, like, their original you, my, programming is always. I face after like, a lifetime of reading Lovecraft books. I've discovered the name oh. of his fucking cat. Oh, yeah. oh man! <laughs> I was like, are you I, fucking? Kidding? me like <laughs> mm. it, was not even subtle. it wasn't even like a subtle fucking thing it was just like oh well maybe hey, i did i did read that later in his life he became a little more um accepting but it was the point where like all this bad shit had finally happened to him he's like all right whatever it's like yeah you had to learn so many fucking horrible lessons to not be so terrible your fellow man so, yeah yeah i heard something similar so um, he hp lovecraft was the joe biden Um, got it i I don't think a lot of his work is an allegory for his fear of the black man though because sometimes some of that like blue is like the black man's coming to devour my sanity um i think he's yeah i think he's a fucked up dude who had fucked up views of the world and that's how he dealt with it um not defending his whatsoever because he's a sick dude um, who was also he's, he's, he's a creative writer, but it was just like, yeah, he's a weird. He's a creative madman who's also like obsessed with his mother, I believe. And like when she yeah. died, he just yeah. off the fucking deep end. Yeah. Um, 
yeah. don't celebrate his life at all because he sounds like a deeply disturbed dude, but like, yeah. and I could read his fucking books all goddamn day. <laughs> I mean, the way I look at it is like, he's dead. That's, but that's my, <laughs> he's dead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. like they're, they're dead. What, what what am I gonna help? It's not like it's not like, like he set up a foundation. I, I, of I love I love him. hearing like hearing the other like my my because he's dead jokes come from somebody. Else. Well, no, I've only, no. This is my serious opinion though. Like, yeah. <clears throat> remember when people were trying to cancel Marlon Brando, a man who's yeah. been dead for like ten years? I was like, yeah, what are you doing? Do do? That and yeah, people try to cancel Michael Jackson. I'm like, who gives a fuck? Like he's already no. dead. <laughs> Michael Jackson about Michael Jackson, and I still like <laughs> Michael Jackson's slightly different. I'm like, we can maybe not play as much of his music. Yeah, we can, yeah. we can maybe drag that guy a little bit. Yeah, yeah maybe That's, we don't. My, my thing is like, my thing is, yeah. But but to your point, like, what are you what are you really accomplishing by canceling someone who has been dead for two hundred years? Right. Yeah. Oh, well, my my big thing yeah. with Lovecraft is that he's his ideas were amazing but i think other people have taken what he's done yeah. and run with it so much oh, better no, than he ever did absolutely yeah. because like here's the thing i gave um i have a lovecraft like uh like a greatest hits or something like that. it's like a, you know, it's a it's a volume like no his that's movie. what i call lovecraft volume 20 yes there you go um <laughs> yeah, and also and also the kids bop version yes. um yeah um oh, i gave i gave uh that book to my roommate ashley to read like she was like it's cool i can't fucking understand what the fuck he's saying his writing yeah. is so like he just makes up words and I even make, like he's not even making up sci-fi words he's making up regular ass words which is a weird thing to say um like it's also so like i'm gonna spend seven pages telling you how bleak and foggy this fucking valley in the miskatonic area looks um give you nothing about this protagonist because they're a nameless void in which they will you know slowly go insane um <clears throat> And then ten like, pages later, the story's over. Exactly, right. and like yeah. some stories, you have to read like multiple times to figure out what the fuck. It, like, I love The Outsider, but it took me three times to read The Outsider before I really loved it because the way he mm-hmm. writes it, you have no sense of location, you have no sense of time or place, which is cool for sci-fi horror in general. But when I'm trying to figure out what is actually physically happening, it doesn't mm-hmm. help me. Um, but yeah, one hundred percent. His his foundations to literature are important. Other people have yeah. done way more with them. Stuart Gordon, um, mm-hmm. Stephen King, uh, Stephen King, yes. um, fucking uh, Miyazaki, the fucking Dark Souls director with Bloodborne. Like he took mm-hmm. H.P. Lovecraft's work and redesigned it entirely for a fucking fantasy RPG that's set in like mm-hmm. Vic- the Victorian area, blah blah, and it's nuts. Yeah, the um, list goes on. Yeah. H.R. Giger, the the publisher of the art book Necronomicon, Eric. <laughs> Necronomicon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I. Yeah, I think his work should be is is important, but we should spend zero time uh, celebrating the man he was. Um, also, like you said, he's fucking dead, and there's no more damage he can do. So. <laughs> yeah. Dead, dead. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, he is extra dead. He's, He's in the mouth of Cthulhu or whatever the fuck. His body exactly. doesn't. Exactly. Yeah. You couldn't oh, exhume his body if you tried. Right. Yeah, and and just if you're looking at his stories just on their own, I don't think they're all explicitly about race or other people coming. Some to of them are. <laughs> Some I, of them yeah. definitely are. Dagon. <laughs> is something. Um, but some of them I don't think are. Some of them it really is about like the terror of the unknown, 
Um, but because the outsider, the outsider is about him not finding a way to fit in socially whatsoever. The outsider is him mm-hmm. discovering that he is completely yeah. incapable of fitting in. Um, right. Then you have like stories like music of Eric Zan. You're like, what the fuck were you on about here? <laughs> and upstairs is playing a song and it's driving you insane. With the outsider, maybe your choice in cat names might have some bearing on why you can't fit in. If you go that route, like it is him accepting that he is completely ugly in the inside. Um, hmm. I guess is like maybe important, but again, also he did. Um, yeah. Right. Uh, uh, I think like uh, and other stories from that book. Um, uh, the call, like the call of Cthulhu itself, is like bunch of fucking fishermen who come across a big slime monster and then it chases them for a bit and they're like well fuck mm-hmm. off with that shit yeah 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 and even in uh the mountains of madness like it's it's a lot of giant penguins it's all mm-hmm. giant penguins <laughs> yeah is the, it the, really the mountains of madness kind of goes crazy after a little bit it just in, of... yeah in the mountains of madness yeah it uh it there's i forget some sort of crazy plant creatures it's been probably close to 20 years since i've read this stuff so because i just uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But there's a lot but of yeah. heavy mythology stuff in there, and you read it, and you're like, "This is way ahead of its time. This is, <laughs> this is." Like, have it. Have a. Yeah. I, have a uh, I have a comic book that's like it's a bunch of different. Like, oh, is that the, the the Marvel retelling? It has uh, Richard Corbin did all the artwork for it. It's a it's an anthology, so it has a bunch of different stories by different artists and different writers. Okay. Like the genre and style of each story changes from part from story, and mm-hmm. like. Are insane things done with the at one point Thibault himself is the front man of a band and the entire story takes place before they get in a plane for their tour and it's fucking bizarre at one point it's a reality show called Cthulhu House um and everyone on there it's like a, it's like a survivor or like real world-esque show where everyone has to live with Cthulhu um other stories are like a sequel to Dunwich Horror or a, a story about after the you know, Lovecraftian-esque apocalypse Mm-hmm. Um, it's really um, cool. And, cool. Like, go ahead. No, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go no, ahead. Go ahead. Um, I was saying, there's a cool movie that I have not seen, but I've kind of like read about and had somebody spoil it for me. Um, if everybody listening doesn't like want the underwater movie spoil, but like, what's her name? Um, oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, Joe, Joe was talking about that. He said very explicit, almost explicitly, come out and say that what they find is Cthulhu. Yeah, yeah, no. The, um, the, the director like that, that in the water or whatever, and they realize that the creatures are falling off of something else, and they're falling off of like the Tulu's fucking tentacles, like they're like parasites. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. and the yeah. Uh, the director has gone and said that yeah, he's he uh, lightly adapted. I forget which which HP Lovecraft story, but yeah, he is he has gone on record saying like yeah, that was Cthulhu at the end of the. Yeah, and people have said cool. that Clover, the, people have said Cloverfield is like a light uh, Lovecraft adaptation. Yeah. I think I think that was more based around the speculation on what it was because the viral campaign for that movie was dynamite, but the the, the rest uh-huh. of the movie didn't pay off as much as that vir- the viral campaign did. No, and I I I really wish I really wish the ARG for that movie had more solution to it because like yeah that campaign and the viral stuff is so compelling. Some of it is some of the biggest fucking dead ends I've ever yeah. come across. Like. Guess if you have a DVD, there's a whole bunch of like extra shit, but this one girl goes to the party in the beginning. Resolution is that 
we completely lost you there, Connor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she, the, re- gonna... the resolution for that story about these extras in the DVD with some girl going to the party is that she passes out in the couch, and that's it. That's the end of the story. Cool. <laughs> right? Like, there's all that extra shit, like, t- the Tagarato company, where the fuck it is, and, like, kind of yeah. poisoning the water, and, like, maybe they kicked this thing while it was sleeping, and, like, all this other stuff. Mm. Yeah. And, but then the Cloverfield Paradox came out and was like, it came from um, over there in the universe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I get what they were trying to do with that, but they kind of did, to, like, say a little bit. They, yeah. retro, they retroactively made a cinematic universe out of a bunch of separate <laughs> movies. Yeah. 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 Well, did we want to did we want to touch on that last story? I mean, I really just put it in here because I wanted to say this headline because it's fucking. Uh. Nuts. Um, <laughs> Luca what the, what? what the who, fuck is this even? Yeah. What? So the director of the recent Suspiria film is directing a script by the Coen Brothers, which is adapting Scarface. Um, I don't. I don't know what the. Fu- I, I don't understand. American. <laughs> um, the 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 guy who directed the Suspiria. The no, one I understand the, that. I just don't understand yeah. why. Oh yeah, no, because there is no reason. Because they they need yeah. to make that uh that college freshman uh poster money. Well, okay. this movie's been in production hell forever. <laughs> I think uh, I have memories back to before we even were doing this show. Uh, hearing stories. But, about uh, you mean about the Scarface movie. remake, right? Because I've been hearing about yeah. this for like fifteen fucking years. Oh Dude, it's been around for a while. Uh, I, what was the one before this? David Ayer was going to do it. Um, fucking Antoine Fuqua was going to do it. So I just don't, many people I don't care about Scarface that much. No, I, mean, I don't care about Scarface either. I have an idea. We don't need another one. We don't need yeah. Another one. Yeah. yeah, here's an idea. Don't do it. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. Until I saw this headline, I didn't care. But I've seen the 2018 Suspiria. And I know what Coen Brothers movies are like. So, all right, like, all right. Here's the thing. I don't think we need a Spirit remake, despite how good it was. Um, mm-hmm. I, like, since Scarface won, everyone knows, or your remake. Right. Put it alone. But if we didn't get the Suspiria remakes, we wouldn't have, or remake, we wouldn't have been able to hear about Tilda Swinton wearing fake balls while she was yeah. filling her. Man. I'm sorry, wearing fake what? The internet cut that word out for oh, me. She was wearing Connor, fake have you not seen the newest Suspiria? Have you I have not. Seen that film? Oh, okay, really you good. need to watch the newest Suspiria because it features Tilda Swinton in As, multiple roles. Yeah. Um, Isa, what did you say? Uh, so I haven't seen either, but the posters are kind of like fucking sexy as fuck. I was like, what are these leggy women doing? <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's, it's about a dance studio in uh, yeah. Germany. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's really good. I heard yeah. it, it may be a... It may be. It's, it's like a loose sequel. I've, I've never actually been able to sit through the entirety of the original Suspiria for reasons. Um, it, but... it, it kind of follows the original's plot and then makes a hard left turn at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ending is some of the craziest shit I've yes. ever seen in a movie. Yes. Ever. Period. Like, it's up there. It's top five in terms of, like, what the fuck did I just watch? Uh, does it have um, a... I know the answer to this is no, but I'm going to ask anyway. Does it has a sweet synth score by Goblin where people are going, nah, 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 score is pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty... Like, they managed to do things like... Um, 
the voodoo doll trope kind of and like bring that back in an interesting kind of scary way yeah you get um, to see a girl pee herself it's pretty great nice. yeah yeah you get to see a woman contorting like, <laughs> herself i like, have a um death. i have a funny mm. story about the suspiria theme things oh, I, th- um, I thought you're gonna have a funny story about a woman peeing herself no i have none of those <laughs> um, uh sure? i was i'm positive um even in my drunk state i'm positive i have a story about one of those um i was <laughs> a long time ago when i was like making cds and like dvd rips of like horror films i heard was coming or like were coming out and like making my own area dvd collection um the movie coming out i think it was retitled samhain after a while but um just like gore flick coming out with like jenna jameson in it and i guess the highlight of it was that she gets disemboweled on a table in a mutant the movie opens up with Richard Grieco, of all people, um, <sighs> a tent what? with some woman who gets murdered and then he gets murdered. And the opening cr- and this is a movie, I guess, when I got a copy of it, a raw copy of like, like not the working print, but like a raw cut, like a first print was out on the Internet. So I grabbed it, watched the movie and like after the opening sequence happens, opening credits happen. This fucking Suspiria theme is over the opening credits. This bullshit ass of this bullshit ass fucking mutant movie. I was like, it's an homage. Will you get sued if you release this as it is? Now, was this before or after Jenna Jameson's failed uh, vaginoplasty? Uh, what? What? Yeah, she had she had a plastic surgery done to her vagina. Apparently it oh. was done. Yeah, apparently it was done so poorly. That's why she dropped out of the uh, porn industry. Um, it was like oh six oh seven. So I don't know. I uh, maybe I don't know. I just I heard about that a while ago. Like, huh, huh, that shit happens, huh? Oh, so, maybe yeah. um, she did that in general. Maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe don't approach that idea ever. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe not do that. Maybe don't fuck with what God has created. Yeah, yeah. don't yeah. let you know. Ma- do, what will happen? A cannibal mutant will cut you open and eat first implant. Right. Exactly. And then Richard Grieco will show up. <laughs> well, he showed up first. This uh, is all known to us. He is promptly killed. He was the reason why they got killed. Richard Grieco's here. I gotta murder people now. <laughs> I remember when Sci Fi Channel would air movies with him and then hype up his name as if <laughs> all the fact that you were gonna watch the movie. He was a job. What you, he was a job. Like, what <laughs> I'm like, I'm not gonna go watch fucking Devil Spiders because Richard Grieco's in it. Come running home from middle school, no, no, Papa. Richard Grieco movies on TV. Richard Grieco's a Richard Grieco movie. Every time, every cousins and aunts, we're gonna watch this. Oh, I, I, I sat in front of Sci-Fi Channel when it was good because they would have like, hey, we're gonna show Guyver and Guyver two for the next seven hours uninterrupted. Have fun. Oh, you mean when it was the Sci-Fi Channel, Sci-Fi Channel? It's not the Sci-Fi. It was a science fiction channel. It had sweet ass fucking commercials, and they would air horror movies on just endless blocks. Yeah. Oh, that's AMC's job. Yeah. Or uh, or have Ralph Bakshi, uh, kind of vaguely racistly call uh, anime Japanimation. <laughs> damn. What? Wait. Yeah, I'm, dude. I'm, I'm, God damn. Yeah. Was this? What, this was in the nineties, right? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that because they had the Saturday anime. It was yep. for well, that was the name well, that it was, was called afterwards. after the fact. Yeah, yeah first they were calling it Saturday Japanimation. Yep. And yep. every Saturday, like that's where I discovered um, Muyo because the Tenshi Muyo movie aired on there. Um, a couple like Ninja Scroll, I remember watching on there. Um, 
But also, every Saturday for a long time, you could watch Mission Science Theater on Sci-Fi Channel for like three hours. It was the fucking yes, best. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. awesome. I had yeah. lots of VHSs with that shit on there. But uh, yeah. we can probably we can probably close now. <laughs> yeah, yeah probably. it's 1240. Yeah, at least East Coast time. Yeah. All right. I'm not doing my six-pack, though, but I'm about to. <laughs> I only had two Corrados. I'm good. I had five Strongbows. <laughs> Damn, man. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hard cider. I could put this away all goddamn day. Um, yeah, hard cider. But then tomorrow, I'm sorry. Is this even coming? Tomorrow, mouse. Yeah, pilot, pilot him. Then, uh, but then tomorrow, <laughs> I will just shit liquid for seven hours. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's, many of these. It's, 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 milk. it's still apple cider. Yeah. yeah it's apple. It's, it's, it's. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, it's just yeah. It's what is it like? Percentage here. Five percent, something like yeah, that. It's not that strong. Yeah, it's five percent yeah. alcohol, but then like there's a bunch of sugar and like mm-hmm. right. apples, and like by the next morning you're like, oh dear God, what is <laughs> happening down there? Yeah. I think oh, I had on my thirtieth birthday because I wasn't paying for my booze. That was the last time I did any real hard drinking three years ago. Um, I had over the course of one evening thirteen of these fucking things. Oh God. Um, and I couldn't even lift my head by the time we left because, like, every time I opened my eyes, my body was like, it's Puke City. Um, mm. I was just dry heaving into a trash can. Like, I couldn't even get something out of my stomach to puke. I just dry heaved. I was so upset. Real quick, a uh, drunk story for me. Uh, I think I was, like, 32 or 33. My friend uh, Tim had gotten me Jack Daniels along with some other stuff for my birthday. I proceeded to drink the entire bottle that evening go Ooh. to a go to a frat party um, yeah. that his brother was at and was sitting out on the back porch because i was i was so hammered i couldn't move um heard some guy saying like yeah, dude, i had like three of this type of drink and in my drunken haze i'm just like you're a fucking pussy <laughs> and then proceed to hear later that this guy went back inside. He's like, the guy on the chair outside called me a pussy. What do I do? Do I beat him up? He drank a whole bottle of Jack Daniel. He's crazy <laughs> right now. Um, I put away an entire bottle of Bailey's at a New Year's party once. Oh, oh Bailey's been fucking down like nothing. That's not that strong. Yeah, but but when, you, when you um, drink before that, and then you're so shit hammered, um, you can't even like collapse on the floor and sleep. I woke up to a couple having sex Three feet away from me. I was really nice. upset. So technically, technically, uh, technically sure. you're you're cuckolded. Huh? Yeah, exactly. You should have you should have licked a finger and stuck it in a hole. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Get some of that action. Well, yeah, exactly. Make it into a threesome. <clears throat> um, I have a funny drunk short drunk story. Um, yeah. Some years ago, I think I was talking to a bunch of friends on like video chat, and my lap on my computer, and they was like, they were talking about a Scott Pilgrim movie, and I, oh, I haven't seen that yet. So the first time I tried to watch that movie, I, I watched it in full since, but the first time I tried to watch the movie, I, I couldn't finish it because I, I was drunk as fuck, and I started throwing up. I was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I was like hey, maybe I shouldn't watch this psychedelic guys movie while I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah, probably probably not the best idea. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've told my story about throwing up into a shoe on here before. I'm pretty, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. So. That's a lot of passage. Yeah, you're, you're a reverse Warner Herzog. Um, yeah, do we want to close out? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we just recorded Meteor Man for dumpster movie. Dumpster movie. Oh, um, dumpster movie. Dumpster. That movie is shockingly funny. Um, it is funny and, and kind of holds up 
Um, I had never seen it before a recent viewing. Um, I kind of loved it. And it also has alarming similarities to DC's Lightning TV show um, <laughs> in that the protagonist is named Jefferson Reed as opposed to Jefferson Pierce. And he is a school teacher who defends his neighborhood from a local gang as opposed to a school principal who defends his neighborhood from a local gang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, pretty funny. Uh, Joe even made it a point. He's like, this was pretty much the first black superhero movie, and nobody talks about it. Um, yeah, it, I remember it has, when I was a kid, I did enjoy it. It was a little. It weird, has some cool. really, really good gimmicks and really good jokes. Like he can absorb knowledge from a book by touching it. Um, and the climactic battle sequence, him and the villain both get powered up and both touch a book about walking the runway, and then proceed to very uh, engage in a feminine slap fight. Now, was this was this movie before or after Blank Man? I can't remember. Before Blank Man, because we looked up. Yeah, it's before Blank Man. Nobody talks about Blank Man anymore either. Yeah, I mean, a few people mention it recently. There's a fantastic bit in Meteor Man where like his mom is making his fucking super suits. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. At some point, he walks out with two Polaroids strapped to his shoulder pauldrons. Like, he's like, I'm Media Man. You don't think I have evidence? Snaps. And, like, both cameras <laughs> go off and fire pictures out. He's like, guess again. Robert Townsend is pretty funny. Dude. Um, yeah. Daniel Jones is in it as a man who collects records and has a series of wigs that he changes in every scene. Uh, <laughs> the, the villainous gang has, like, parties uh they're called the golden party and everyone has bleach blonde hair um again yeah. yeah, another fucking weird black lightning connection i'm like i'm like they look like tobias whale disciples um, <laughs> um but uh, like there's like they have like one section who dresses like the moon runners and the warriors who are all like nine-year-old nice. kids who all have bleach blonde hair and then a second section of children with bleach blonde hair who all do a different thing it's really wacky and i fucking loved it oh, um God. Recorded, we're recording the Willies tomorrow, and we recorded an interview with Michael Ray Bauer, who was Donkey Lips on Sleep Your Shorts, and he's in the Willies. Um, that was four hours. I'm sure it won't be released as such, but that man, that man told us so many fucking stories about his career. I couldn't possibly hope to summarize half of what we talked about. Um, afterwards, he went on social media and he basically talked us up a whole lot and. and what a pleasant experience it was so cool. it worked out for us so um now i can say in honesty that i am friends with donkey lips <laughs> <laughs> which one was donkey lips in the show was he, he was uh, the big, he was the big the, guy the big kid yeah, okay, the big yeah, kid. yeah. they yeah. kind of made fun of him for, yeah yes um so yeah that's mm. a life experience that i'll just talk about to the day i die next um, time <laughs> <laughs> yes. we'll, we'll get there I, I first of all i wouldn't i feel like i wouldn't interview Warner herzog i would, Conor, Conor I, would I see your post about your pet mouse it's very adorable small creature um i feel like i if it would just be me listening to him telling me how insignificant it for 90 minutes like <laughs> i, I would want to hear him talk about like things that you wouldn't Expect so I'm like, hey, what's your opinion on I, that? <laughs> I want to hear him talk endlessly about how he called the people who work on Star Wars cowards. Yeah, I, yeah. I'll just listen to him talk about why he likes particular type of peanut butter over another. 
Yeah, yeah. Really mundane shit. I want to hear him talk you about. You see, Jiff yeah. is so much better than the other peanuts. <laughs> I was disappointed as a child that the Peter Pan did not have a heart inside of it when I opened it. <laughs> What's your favorite pizza topping? I do not like ever, anchovies. And ever since then, I have not been able to bring myself to watch any adaptation of that story. Peter is an invention of the bourgeoisie to hold down the proletariat. He's like, he's like, I do enjoy a good New York pizza, but Chicago pizza is too soupy in this. <laughs> God damn. Mm. Arlen, uh, you got some plugs. Um, Los Aro podcast, uh, James Bond miniseries. The next episode that's in the bank should be coming out tomorrow, I think. Um, not sure about that. Um, so yeah, I look forward to that episode, or maybe it's a week off. I, I will check my schedules. Um, so yeah, uh, look forward to that and people on the show being guests in the future. Um, so yeah, uh, that's a, that's a coming. I think that's all I got. Nice. <clears throat> Uh, I'm Eric Fedorchek. You can find me at Eric underscore Fedor. There's pictures of cats and dogs and food and comics. Also, flip Phantom Zone. Just thing um yeah just continue to uh continue to be vigilant people like this this shit is not over as 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 a lot of elected officials would like you to believe because they happen yeah. to want trump come to them when they can claim that their state is clear like what happened in pa because we had various levels of red yellow and green or what were the county i mean is in yellow if i remember I know it's in red. Um, and strangely, in the county Berks, I believe it is, where Allentown is, was fighting against the governor's orders to oh stay God. in red. And lo and behold, the reason why they were doing that is because, oh, look, Trump is coming to visit the factory. Fucking God. Yep. Yep. So uh, don't believe the hype, is what I'm saying. Be, be careful, people. I'm just, yeah. look, no, stop. Stay the fuck home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it sucks. Like I work, and you know, I'm I'm going into work on a regular schedule, and I work at a hospital, so it's getting busy again. And if I had the choice, I would in, but I got to. Yeah. Like it, it. But at least, like, it, if more people stay home, they can use it for people that work in the medical field. You know, exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, it makes it it makes things somewhat easier. But honestly, at this point, they're ramping up the elective surgeries again. Because our yeah. our hospital has some deep connections with the Republican constituents. Oh so, anyways, that's me. Yuck. Is it you got any plugs or anything? Um, wanna... um I don't have anything to plug because uh, I never finish anything I write because I have that weird writer's issue. But anyways, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, follow me on Twitter because I want to be Twitter famous somehow. Even though I don't tweet yes. that much, but maybe I will. But um, I, the Iza like the underscore Iza on Twitter. Oh, it's the it's the elusiveness of your tweets is what will make you famous. Yeah. You leave them you leave them clamoring for. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It'd be a, it'd be a fun uh, accomplishment if you just be Twitter famous for no reason. Yeah, exactly. Right. Make it yeah. happen, people. All four of you who are listening. Yeah. 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 At least twelve. <laughs> and of course, uh, don't follow hundred uh, hundred board anywhere. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah. do oh, follow, follow him everywhere. Put it, sign, actually yeah. take his credentials and sign him up for other social media platforms. Yes. Yeah. Um, make a Tumblr Young. page for him. Uh, make a TikTok account for him. Claim yeah. to we be cost, him. I don't care. Money from him on Facebook. We cost money from make, him on different platforms. Make a cameo yes. for him. Create multiple Twitter accounts. 
Um, what else is there? Is yeah. um, is uh, Vine's dead? Well, what is that fucking thing? Uh, ta- is TikTok. tout still a thing? Can you make him a tout account? Mm-hmm. Oh God, what? Go on Red Redbubble and steal his merch. He doesn't have yeah. merch, but make up merch and then steal it. Then set up an account yeah. for him on Grinder. Steal those plants around his house. <laughs> set, up, set up, set up like ten different Tinder accounts and have none of the profiles match. Yes, yes. But oh. have like, but have like four of the details exactly the same. Yeah, make it, make it, a, make it a small mystery for those who slowly come right. across the ten profiles. Paint his mailbox a different color. Is that is that illegal? <laughs> and in the bio, say I have two brains, but not the second brain that you're thinking of. Um, make a MySpace page for him. I don't know if you can still do that, God. but please do it. And also, create a live journal where you live journal as Hunter Davenport. Please do it. Yes. I'm not, I'm not saying go do do go do uh, crime, but you know if somebody would legally change his name, that'd be pretty funny. Yeah. Run a red light and say your name is Hunter. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or run a red light and claim that it's it you ran it because the government's trying to impose their or, uh, their bureaucracy. Or years from now, you you ran a red light because. We'll see if in the future huh? if you if you ever has kids and his kids listen to this. If you're listening, the kids are under Davenport. Just tell your dad, like, you do really yes, mean a lot, a lot. Um, and then <laughs> yeah. when you run the red light, tell the officer you saw a large, long legged entity in your rear view mirror and you felt the need to fa- drive fast, or Siren Head will come get you. It was that screaming about it, it was screaming about B stars, anyways. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.